In this week's episode, we've got big news about lockers. Yeah, we know. Boring. In more interesting news, Minnie Mouse finally has received some long overdue recognition. But what the heck was Katy Perry doing there? Splitsville now has an opening date, and you know what that means. Fat time. Dan the Man's here in spirit to tell us all about the secrets of the Empire. Also, Oscar nominations, hotel privacy, parking questions, and more on this confused episode of the Mouse Pyre Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mouse Pyre, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mouse Pyre Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring out me, Hardy Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> Made you look. Happy New Year. Oh, wait a minute. We're past that. Yeah, oh. we're almost in February. See, you always complain that I'm, t- I'm ahead. I'm behind. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm tired. I'm very, very tired. I um. So it's so it's Tuesday. Yeah, I think I don't know what day it is, but you know, I I know I'm always complaining I'm tired, but that's just how it is nowadays with all this crap going on with me. Actually, you know what? On, hey, I think we all aged like ten years and like. A month. Probably <laughs> on Sunday, I got sick. It was kind of weird because I haven't really had any... Hey, wait, this isn't off topic, is it? I don't know. It might be. Okay. We'll checking. talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but no, I got sick. It was weird. I woke up. I just didn't feel well. I was going to head to the parks on Sunday to pick up my um, Pluto popcorn bucket, that Christmas one mm. that Winky got for me. She's been holding on to it, and I haven't had... Those it. are hard to find. Yeah. So she bought them for me when uh, they uh, came out. So I'm going to go pick it up on Sunday because, you know, Christmas is over. It's been over for a while. So I just didn't feel good at all. I got to the park. I found her and she just looked at me. She said, you don't look good. I go, I don't feel good. And I actually had a little fever going on. And it was just like crazy because I haven't had any sickness in a while. But I'm glad that it only lasted that day. Were you down with the sickness? I was down with the sickness. Do you get flu shots? No, I don't believe in flu I shots. I don't either. Do you believe in the flu shot? I just don't do it. Yeah. I, I believe I've in never, shots. I just don't I, do it. I've had a flu shot. I believe shot. in shots, too, because I do it every day, oh. but I don't believe in the flu shot. I've had a flu shot once, and in that one time that I had it, that was the year I got the flu, so never again, right? Right. I've never, and I don't. I don't get them otherwise, and I think in my life I've had the flu maybe three Rebecca, times the same way. or something, you know. That's what I was going to say, because uh, I was thinking the flu's coming since I was feeling, I had a little fever going, and I was just feeling achy. Well, I can say that 
there's articles in the LA Times. There's been recently articles in the LA Times where they say that the hospitals are like blown. They 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 can't handle all the people coming in with the flu. Right. It's a it's an issue at this point. Right. Um. But but you know thing, you didn't have uh, a twenty four hour. Blame, to right. blame. Uh. You know, <laughs> there's a there's a new group. Um. I don't know how new it is, but new for me. It's called the Sarcastic Disneylanders, and people post photos or screenshots of things people have posted in other groups. We've done this here a couple times where we post stupid questions and it was posted a, a repost. They scratched their names out. You know, you don't know who posted it, but you know the group it came from. And this woman was quoted basically as saying that she was losing sleep over the possibility of her kids going to Disneyland and, and not having a boosted immune system. Oh God. <laughs> and the thing had like a hundred comments. It was pretty good. So anyway, I'm just glad it was just that day because the next day I woke up, I felt better. I actually left Disney early and I went home and I just crashed, slept for a few hours. So yeah, I felt better, feeling better today, but I'm still a little tired and achy. But that's life. Achy break your heart? Um, my heart's fine. I did my blood pressure today. Okay. It was pretty good. It was in the green. So Don't break my heart. <laughs> my achy break your heart. Is that how it goes? No, but oh. speaking of off topic, I just want to say that, you know, our podcast is a podcast about Disney, Star Wars, and we say everything in between, which is Pixar, Marvel, anything going on. Golden in, Girls. Go, anything going on in movies, anything Disney, anything Disney owns. <clears throat> anything fun, really, in pop culture. And it's also about what we do. Okay, it's so just us. if we decide we're going to talk about how I don't have a truck right now, then we're going to talk about my truck is not working we're going to talk about hey you know what anthony and i went over to universal studios or city walk and we had donuts you know we're going to talk about that and let you know people know this is what we're we've been doing or stuff like that so you know we'll start off talking about stuff like that and then we'll get into whatever disney stuff we want to talk about for the show i mean that's the main content but yeah we like to talk about all sorts of stuff yeah, especially like one time we talked about the fact that uh, Universal is probably going to be building a Nintendo Land, things like that. We think that's related. Yeah. Also, hey, guess what? It's our <laughs> podcast. We can talk about what we want. So, just wanted... that's my PSA about this. <laughs> and his two cents. Exactly. Uh, you only have two cents. No, I probably got like more than that in the, my in uh, Han Solo in Carbonite Bank. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're going to start this podcast with Tim's warning. And uh, not, I think not you guys so much a warning. I think you're going to have to sit back and, and just relax and take it all in and see what Tim has to say. It's not a warning. It's it's part gripe, part warning, part shout out. I'll start. I'll start with the shout out part which is a shout-out to all of the Disney Facebook admins out there. We may not agree with how all of them run their groups. Some of them might be a little bit, uh, how do you say, Nazi-ish. Uh, some of them might be a little bit Stalin-esque in the way uh, that they abrasive. run. <laughs> yeah, abrasive as well in the way that they run their groups. But whether we agree with that or not, I have to say that all the Facebook admins put in a bunch of work into what they do and running these pages for us especially the groups that are centered on selling things. My girlfriend, Elizabeth, and I, as well as a friend of ours, we run a garage sale group. It's called My Disney Garage Sale. It's got, I don't know, 15,000, 18,000 people. 
and it you know there's like something like 200 posts a day so there's a lot to admin sometimes situations pop up that are a little weird and it takes a bunch of time to sort through them so here's one of these situations the second half of my day today uh, was I'd received a message from somebody that didn't get an item that they'd paid from somebody. We looked, and that, that and I knew who this person was because they've been posting a lot recently. Uh, when I spoke to Elizabeth about it, she said, oh, I got a message the other day from somebody that didn't get an item from this guy. So I poured into the research, and I figured out um, who this guy was, what it was that he was selling. Uh, I looked at the prices of what he was selling, and I realized that he's selling the the things that he's selling are all priced significantly lower than you can buy them for at the park. Um, so then I researched to see if these items were available in the cast store, and they are not. I went with a friend yesterday to the Company D, actually, and didn't see them there. The only uh, the, the items in question that I can use as an example are the headband ears, not rose gold, but the... There's a Sally ears. There's some other black polka dot. These are current park items that are, you know, they're they're new. You know, they came out within the last couple months. Not available at Company D. Uh, I called a couple of friends that I have that are in Florida that do outlet shopping. Um, these are not items that are available at the outlets. So I try to figure out the cheapest price that this person could possibly be paying for these things. And realistically, that's the... Cast members get a holiday discount of how much is it, Anthony? 40%. The 40% holiday discount, and it runs from like November to February. They basically get this thing for like three months of the year, four months of the year. So I did the math, and these these items were available apparently I for think we've made members. it plain that there's to be no math on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> I did the math, Oh, though, okay. Sorry. And I figured out that shipping included with PayPal fees, tax, the cheapest price this guy possibly could have gotten these things for, including shipping, or could be selling them for, was like just over twenty bucks, twenty dollars and thirty cents. Instead, he's selling them for fifteen dollars, including shipping. And I, so I messaged the guy and I just asked him point blank, "How much are you paying for these things? Where do you get them? It seems a little odd that you're selling them for so little. We've had issues with this in the past. In fact, Diggs knows there was another woman selling uh, similar items actually for really little." And it, you know, again, she had and she had no explanation when we asked, "How are you selling these things so cheap?" Um, I want to preface this by saying that they're the only reason we would care what prices somebody's offering is because if if somebody's selling an item at a loss, uh, especially a new park item that they could otherwise send, just take back and return. You know, if they're selling these things for five dollar loss every single time that they sell one, then that's a bad financial decision. And if somebody's making a poor financial decision for themselves, then how can you trust them with your money when you're buying something from them? It just doesn't, things don't add up. Nonetheless, I asked this guy where he's got them, how much he's paying for them. He tried to tell me that he had some special deal with Disney, which very sounded very, uh, uh, Maui guy esque in his explanation. Uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, the, that's Okay. You can look it up <laughs> or message me and ask what I'm talking about. But nonetheless, just didn't make sense as an explanation. And then he told me that he just didn't have time to discuss this with me right now because he had people messaging him to order things and he would have to message me later or something. And I, I told him, no, you're going to have to talk about this now. We're, we're already here. Uh, and it's a simple question. How much did you pay for them? Uh, and he he just said, no, I, I can't. I can't go into this now. And I said, well, if you can't go into it now, then I'm going to have no choice but to remove you from the group. Very simple. And he said, fine, go ahead and remove me. 
And I said, <laughs> I said, you know, I think that these things are stolen. There's no other explanation I can see. And unless you can provide me with one, then I'm going to have to work off the, the, the presumption that you've been stealing these things or somebody is stealing them and you're selling them. And, uh, you know, basically let people know. So here's your chance. Just explain it to me. And he again chose to make no, no uh, explanation. So suffice it to say, if something appears to be too good to be true, whether it be uh, how much somebody's selling something for or uh, the deal you're getting in a certain case, it probably is. I posted in a Facebook admin group that exists out there where they warn people about you know potential problems in groups, and I posted in the garage sale group, and I let people know, hey, this guy is very likely selling stolen items. Uh, his prices don't make sense. There's no way he could be getting these 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 things this cheap. Nonetheless, he uh, you know he didn't provide any explanation, and we've gotten messages from people that aren't getting their items on top of it. You know, what I was very surprised at is that two or three people were like in defense, saying how you know, how do you know they're stolen, and you know what if he's this or what if that? They hadn't read the comments because all the questions that they were posing had already been answered. But I just was really shocked that anybody would be in defense of an admin of a group that's speaking out and saying, hey, I'm, we're trying to make this group safer for you, and didn't. Or, and they're, you know, why would you want to be in a group where the admins don't care, they don't research, they're, you know, not trying to make the group a better place? I don't know why somebody would want to be there. But on the way over here tonight, you know, again, I had been dealing with this for the most of the afternoon. On the way over here tonight... I get a message from someone random. Obviously, they don't want to be, you know, called out publicly, but this lady says, John. Hi. No. <laughs> uh, this lady says, hi, I saw your post about David Alcorn's and possibly stolen merchandise. I stayed at Pop Century in December, which is only, what, month ago, month and a half ago, and I saw a man shoplifting in the store. I reported it, although I'm not sure the cast member did anything about it. I have been seeing posts from this person, and I was kept wondering how it was possible that he was selling these items for so little. I've been looking at his pictures for a while now, and I truly believe it was the same guy shoplifting. Dirty. I said, you're sure you've looked at his photos and you really think it's the same person? She says, yes. I looked at several pictures that I've been, that I've been seeing and um, you know, comparing to all his posts, and I really do believe it was the same person. He's a real big guy. And I was shocked when I saw him uh, later on, she says, basically putting multiple items into a backpack, which I have to say is the stupidest way somebody could possibly shoplift at Disney. Uh, I've seen people shoplift at Disney, and most of the time they just carry stuff out because, you know, people buy stuff in other stores and they're just carrying them throughout the day. It's difficult for the cast members to know the difference between what somebody's bought or versus now versus you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hasn't paid for yet and stuff. If you're shoving items into your backpack in the store, you're literally doing it the worst way possible. Uh, I felt I did. I feel vindicated or at least validated that this lady sent this message in. But it, you know, it just goes to show that when the admins of a group, like, you know, they put the research and the time into figuring something out to make the place better for everybody. Give them some, give them some props as opposed to just arguing. I mean, I couldn't figure out what what would be the purpose of arguing in favor of this guy when you say you don't even know him. You know, that's how people are. They just want to be like, well, how do you know? And blah yeah. blah, blah blah. Why are you pointing fingers? I mean, if you're some, 
would you trust some? I mean, Grant, like everybody wants a deal, right? Yeah. Like, are you going to trust buying something from somebody when they're when they're selling it for a for an impossible price? I don't know. I mean, it's one I thing mean, if it's on eBay yeah. and somebody's like at a five dollar bid and they right. just didn't it didn't get bid up high and you won it for oh, a good speaking bid. Of that, let me check my eBay. Go ahead. But that makes sense. But like to sell a brand new item that could otherwise be returned, at least for store credit. Uh, for significantly less than you could possibly have bought it for. That's just a big red flag as far as I'm concerned. Right. You know, and how can you trust somebody that's making, that's not making anything on purpose? Like they're going out of their way to lose money. How can you trust that you're going to get what you paid for? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You weren't even paying attention, were you? A little bit. How can you trust somebody that's purposely losing money? Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, why would... Because especially if they can't answer how they're doing it. Right. Or something. Anyway. No, just off topic, I was reading this stupid comment that somebody... This is an example of something stupid. The person who commented on Sarcastic Disneylanders about uh, giving, sending their kids off to do other things while they go to Blue Bayou. Because that's what, uh, that's what, that's what uh, Scott does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He leaves he leaves his kids with this guy and goes to Blue Bay with his wife. So wait, wait. Somebody leaves their kids with you? Why yeah. wouldn't they? I mean, I guess you're responsible. You just don't know me. I know you. No, you don't. I mean you're good with if, kids. If you know me, you would know that I've been with kids all my life and and like I've been taking care of watching my just friends. Just because he's kids. not good with adults doesn't mean he's so not. So basically good with kids. you're like an adult babysitter. I'm an adult babysitter. What does that mean? You you, you probably used to be like a teenage babysitter. You were that? No. No, no, not when you were a teenager. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying. I did teenage babysitter. Yeah, I read his book. I was a teenage babysitter. (laughs) I was a a teenage babysitter. I tried to make extra money any way I could. I would uh, give a lot of kids uh, five across the eyes if I was. I think we may have new messages tonight from cool people, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. So anyway, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. And uh, if you have questions, comments, send us a message on Mousepire's page. If you type in facebook.com slash Mousepire, it's pretty easy to send a message. What's next? Well, this past Monday, Minnie Mouse got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's a little late, don't you think? That's the thing, right? <laughs> that's what, that was my whole thing about this because she finally got her star 40 years after Mickey got his star. So why did it take 40 years for Minnie to get a star? Hashtag, well, hashtag equality. First of all, no, because first of all, you have to look at, for anybody that doesn't know, the process of getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. For those that do not know, it is not something you earn. It is not something that is given to you. It is not something that is a real recognition. It is framed that way. But Hollywood... Stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame are paid for so by who, families, fans. Uh, sometimes the studio, I think, has bought. In this case, it would be the studio paying for the star. Different cases, different people. But no matter what, the who, who's it being paid for? To the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce or right. something like that? Right. That's who the money goes to, right? Yeah. So, so you pay for it. So it's not really an honor People that are like, oh, somebody's finally getting Hollywood star. No, and they're not really finally. That means somebody finally paid for them to get their star. It's not really an honor. It's just something that somebody gets by being 
So I paying for it. All right, next question. Why did it take Disney this long to pay for her star? Well, because <laughs> because it didn't occur to them to give Minnie a star. Was it next giving to Mickey Mickey's a star? or is it like in a completely separate location? I From well, the video, it looked like it's in front of the El Capitan, which it's is where... It's right in front of El Capitan. Which is right where in, they're putting most of their stuff now. Yeah, right in front of the box office. But uh, I just, to point out the, uh, the uh, I guess, the, magnus, the magnitude of this atrocity, Winnie the Pooh has a star already. Well, see, there you go. And I believe that one's also in front of uh, that area. Yeah. Because I believe Tim Allen's right there too, and all that. So, Was what's it? the price? How much does it cost for a star? I, we I, don't know. I don't know. That. I mean, could we like, could we like take a collection and come up with a mouse pie? Or no, because then I think it also has to really be approved by the Chamber of yes, Commerce. Yes, or... they they only do so many a year. You got to get on a list, and that's kind of like the Hall of Fame. Except yes. for you don't have to. Except for you have to pay for it. Here's the question: Does Chris Elliott have a star? Probably if he if if his if somebody had enough money to pay for him to have one, because I mean that's like the lowest level of famous is being Chris Elliott. I could probably think of lower, but we'll go with that. That's a nice bar. But like lower than that, you shouldn't have a star. Is what I'm getting at. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the lowest level of famous that you should be to to have a star, I think, is Chris. Elliott. I mean, when there's when there's uh, fictional characters that have stars over real people, correct? That should tell you something. Yeah. That was a saying. What's the icon? Is it motion picture or is it animated? What's the little icon? Probably on the animation. Star? There's an animated icon, right? I think it was. Or is the it TV. motion picture? The TV one. Yes. TV. It was a, or that's why I, I think it was a TV one. Well, I mean, because technically it should be motion picture because they read movies first. You would think this article have a picture. You would think. All right, so we'll we'll check on that. But um, like I said, Bob Iger was there and. This coming season, uh, judge for American Idol, well, one of the judges, Katy Perry, was on hand at the festivities. Because nothing says Minnie Mouse like Katy Perry. Who are the other judges on American Idol? Lionel Richie. Oh. And I think it's Luke Bryan. I think. Sure. I know it's some country. So there's just three. Yeah, there's always okay. just three. Usually, I'm thinking AGT has four. Oh, but uh, real quick, let me get uh, off topic real quick. But uh, on American Idol, they actually went over budget. If their budget was forty million dollars for this uh, season, okay, and Katy Perry alone was twenty five million, right? Ryan Seacrest was thirteen million. So Ryan's back, okay. And um, we announced that on the podcast, okay. And uh, Lotto Richie, I believe, got fifteen million around there. So yeah, they're. Uh, I actually just read the story about this thing. You know that American Idol was on Fox for 15 years, and last season Fox decided we're not doing this anymore. So they canceled the show, and they felt like a 2020 revival would be the correct way to go about it. But the actual production company was like, "No, why are you guys smiling?" Because we talked about this all the one, the this one on the week podcast, that I wasn't there, probably. Yeah, but I just read the article that basically like CBS, I guess, decided. CBS, right? ABC. It's ABC. Decided, That's why hey, Katy Perry was there for Minnie Mouse. Oh, now oh. it's making sense. Oh, so they didn't give Minnie Mouse a star because she earned it. They gave it to her as cross promotion for American Idol. Exactly what I was thinking because when I heard, I think on Sunday I heard that Katy Perry was going to be there, and I was like, why? And then I thought about that. Oh, ABC, Disney. Yeah, so basically that's what's going on with that. But let me get to this quote. 
Wait, uh, you when you named everybody that was there, where's excuse my French, where the fudge is Mickey? Well, Mickey was there. Okay, okay. So let me get to this quote. <laughs> and this quote is from Minnie Mouse. She says, "I am so grateful, and I want to thank all my friends from around the world." And Mickey, I'm so happy you're here to share this wonderful day with me. See, he was there. This really is the best day ever. So yeah, she was there, of course, and Mickey was there. I know that it was streamed live. I really, I didn't watch that. I saw a little bit of clips of Minnie and Katie and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't see Mickey in anything, which I thought was really cool. He brought her out. He was all dressed up in a nice little suit and everything. Looked pretty cool. And he brought her out. But I think they did the best thing by leaving him out away. I don't know. I, I, I think they didn't going, want him to overshadow. Yeah, and I think that's a good idea. I'm glad if, if that's what they did through the whole ceremony. I think that's great. Which is why they didn't bring Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> exactly. All right. So speaking of ABC, I'm reading off of ABCnews.com, um, and it says Minnie Mouse first appeared in the 1928 film Steamboat Willie, and since then has been in more than 70 movies. Iger said, however. Many Disney characters received stars before she did, including Donald Duck, Tinkerbell, Winnie the Pooh, Snow White, and Kermit the Frog. Speaking to Minnie Mouse's lengthy career in Hollywood, Iger called her the official first lady of the Walt Disney Company and said the honor was well-deserved. Wasn't, uh, didn't Kermit get star win before Disney owned I, I was I was thinking about that right now. I, I'm not sure when he got it, but I'm not sure. I mean, he might have, but you know what? It's Disney now, right? That's right. The way, that's the way it works. Right. They're going to take credit now. Right. <laughs> next, thing you know, they'll know, next thing you know, they'll be taking credit for like Star Wars actors who's, who have stars on the Walk of Fame. There you go. Exactly. They should Our, take credit because like, you know, last week, Jillian uh, Anderson got a star on the Walk of Fame, and of course, Disney owns Fox now, so uh-huh. they own X-Files. So it's really cool that uh, she got her star, and uh, of course the celebration started on Sunday with the polka dot thing, the dots, rock the dots, <laughs> downtown Disney, they had that thing going on over there. I didn't uh, know what that was about. They've been advertising that for a while, and I just, I didn't understand what the what it was. I mean, so clearly they knew that the whole, was that coincided with the Mickey thing, or was it super coincidence? No, because in the article about it, it said... It mentioned how Minnie was going to get her star on the Monday. Right. Because they've been advertising that polka dot thing, though, for a while now, I think, for like yeah. a couple months. Oh, I don't know. I thought I saw something about it a while ago, but I don't know. I just use polka dots all the time. <laughs> there's there's a cream for that. <laughs> but hey, congratulations to Minnie. About time that she got her star. We can give a congratulations to the new Disney princess, too, since the Fox merger. Well, there's few, and we talked about that already. But did we? What? Who? Who are you referring to? Kringer from Mash. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> didn't mention that one, but yeah, that's a funny one. I thought so. He well, he wears dresses too. So, all right. So we talked about the new, uh, the Void, Secrets of the Empire, and uh, I'm going tomorrow. Well, you get to hear a review from Dan the Man. I'm really mad at him. He didn't invite me. Well, you know what? He didn't invite any of us. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, no, and I'm just messing. I really feel like if I'd just been a little fatter, maybe he'd taken me with him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What? What? 
What? What? what? Say what? Okay. No. I mean, we were. Well, no, yesterday was Monday. Today he went, right? No, he went on Saturday, I believe. Oh, yeah. yes, on the twentieth. All right, so yeah, Dan went on, uh, went to experience this new attraction over there in downtown Disney, and uh, he has a review. So we're going to play that now. All right, hey guys, this is Dan the Man. I am here at Downtown Disney. I just did the uh, Void VR experience, Secrets of the Empire, and I'm actually here with my brother. This is Rick. And I'm here with my cousin. It is Xavier. And uh, we just went through, so the VR experience, it costs, it's 30 bucks to do. Uh, You go in and you get set up for your mission. Casting Andor is the one that kind of gives you your mission, you get to see kind of what kind of armor uh, you put on because you have to have colors on so you guys can kind of recognize each other. But that really wasn't an issue through the and, whole thing. Uh, no. All of us wore the same colors, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I think that's mostly for people if you're if you're oh, in different groups. In different groups, we had a, a team that was all the the group that we actually came with. Oh, a group that we actually came with. So uh, we were good there. But anyway, the mission it takes you to Mustafar to find something in a box that the Empire is trying to get. And they don't know what it is, so it's kind of our mission to hunt down. So you get put on this backpack and a, and a visor, and I didn't have any trouble with the backpack. Did you have any trouble with the backpack? No. no. I got a medium one that I had to get the extender because the, the vest was a medium size. They didn't, I don't even know if you noticed that. They had different sizes Yeah, of I got the regular size one, and I was fine. I had to put one extender on the bottom, and that was it. The extender on the bottom, they were good. The um, helmet itself, none of it was too heavy. I, no. I didn't really feel it got in the way. Um, you was, didn't really notice it other than, like, you know, when that you have like the VR helmet on, like it wasn't light, it wasn't too heavy, it wasn't um, constrictive or anything. They did, they, you easily adapted to the weight. It wasn't that much. It was not anything worse than like a pair of snow goggles. Yeah, it's, it's kind of what it was. So and, and a backpack. And a backpack. So you go through, and you as soon as you put it on. Actually, that was a trip because we walked in the room. He told us to put on the pack and and kind of check our equipment. And once we did, in, instantly, the other three in my group were stormtroopers. That's what I see. And then I, yeah. I put my hands up, and I'm wearing Stormtrooper armor and the black gloves that, that, that they have on. So we go through this this mission, and there's a couple of little tiny puzzles to solve. Uh, they're easy. Well, huh, most of the time. We had, we had trouble with one, but that's because <laughs> we were trying to keep an eye on what we were supposed to be shooting and do the puzzle at the same time. Yeah, it's and, a color code sequence. You have to enter via Simon, like that type of it thing. It took us about two or three minutes, which <laughs> only took like about a minute. Yeah, it should have only taken like the first. Well, we had, to, we had to do it a couple of times either way. Uh-huh. We were supposed to have done it a couple of times, but we kept messing up. So eventually we got the color sequence down. Um, I'd like to tell you I'm colorblind, but I'm not. <laughs> so... That's kind of the way that it was. Uh, the weapon itself turned out to be... What was that? I recognize that, actually. It wasn't a lightsaber. It was maybe an ancient lightsaber. It was a white saber. It was some kind it, of white... It, was, it almost looked like the black saber from uh, from Mandalore, but it was white. Yeah, that's what I was thinking from Rebels. Mm-hmm. It looked like one of the ones from Rebels that... Um, what's her name? Um, Sabine. Uh, Sabine uses something like something like that. But anyway, surprise appearance at the end, just like said in Rogue One. So surprise appearance at the end by the one and only Darth Vader. Um, we managed to get past him and complete though our mission. Though he broke our blasters. Though he broke yeah. our blasters. He broke our blasters, and that was apparent. The VR itself, I thought, was actually really, really cool. Uh, it was totally immersive, so everything we saw was there. We could, you could touch, you could put your hand out and actually feel what we were supposed to be touching, the yeah. wall, the door. The droids, I put my hand out. There was an uh, R2 unit and I, uh, at the end of the sequence, and I 
So I want to see if he's there. And I touched him. I felt the dome and I felt the little uh, arm on him or the leg on him. So like, now, yeah. We did mess up one time and went through. It, it must light up and activate when you walk through where you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Because when we kind of messed up and went back through a door that we thought we were supposed to go through, it was totally black in there. Weren't the guys going, what are you doing or something like no. that? Or was that another, another experience? I don't, I have no idea. But we ended up going back to the door and found the right way. So it, it does kind of seem to light up as you go along. The VR, for the most part, was pretty good. The only um, tiny glitch that I saw, again, was towards uh, the end when I had my hand on the blaster. And then I, I actually took my hand away and my, my hand was still there in my goggles for an extra second or two before it faded away. And then I thought um, that my gun was bent. I didn't catch that Vader actually broke the guns. Yeah. Somehow I missed that. But you get shot and you feel it. There's a little vibration in your vest that you actually feel. Totally cool. Almost like a laser tag type thing. Yeah, totally cool. I would totally do it again. I think I will do it again. I'll find some people that want to do it again. Now that I know kind of what to expect from it, I think you can do um, a little bit better. So again, it's 30 bucks. They do take your photo with all the gear on afterwards. Like your typical Disney, you know, Splash Mountain type photo. You got to pay for it though. It's not It's not free on your photo pass. It's only 15 bucks. You get the photo and a digital download. So we're all of us were able to get a photo so I think that's it guys any last words uh, don't forget K2SO is your guide through a lot of it so that's a lot of fun to see him he was a fantastic interacting with you as well and uh, listen to our podcast Extraordinary Culture that's right I can be found in the Extraordinary Culture podcast where we, we talk about this too until then we'll see you at the next parade <laughs> that was for you Anthony bye <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. So wait. Hey, wait, but the only one who got distracted once the music that the tiki room came on. No, I was right. uh, over here grooming to it. So there is a blaster, a gun with a trigger involved in this game. Yeah. Okay. I was thought he was saying that the weapon was a was only like lightsaber related, the white saber, I guess he said. But as long as there's a gun, you have a couple of different weapons. Then okay. apparently, that's Are you cool. saying that the weapon that they had that they're using against you, oh, maybe I see. was the white saber? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going tomorrow. He was over there dancing with Tiki Room. I'm super excited. I was like, because try it out. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going with my friend Doug Casper and a couple of his a couple of his friends. So, so um, we'll have a review next week from Tim. I'll give you a like an in an in depth review next Is week. Going to be like an hour long. Well, I'll have time to have thought about it, and if it's really good, I might just like go again before even the podcast. I don't know. Stay tuned for next week for a review of The Same Thing. The Void Dan. by Tim the Tumwan Taylor. No. <laughs> oh, wait. Stay tuned for a review of The Thing Dan Already Reviewed. <laughs> but a different review in a different voice. Or something. Without the Tiki Room music. So, yeah, you guys can go check that out if you want. Um, like I said, it's over there at Downtown Disney. It's, if, here's like, it, it sounds like it's pretty cool. So, I mean, and uh, they do have extenders. Yeah, there's it's fat. Yes, guy. there has been much uh, discussion about whether there's this extenders and how compatible it is for the fat guys. So we're gonna keep moving on up. Dan, our uh, Dan's gone, and then now uh, Tim will go next, and then we'll uh, finally we'll see how it works when I finally get to go. Yeah. So thank you for your review, Dan, and uh, the guys there at the Extraordinary Culture Podcast. They actually have um. A new episode coming out will be episode three. So you guys should check them out. They're actually pretty cool. And uh, Anthony like Anthony loves their commercials. Yes. Well, it's not like I love the commercials. I don't really like beer, but I mean, the commercials are funny. So yeah, check them out. Uh, so what's next? We're going to talk about... Something about the hotel? Well, yeah, the, they're, they're building a new hotel. Who didn't know about that? Hey. Hey. I know this is a theme, but we <laughs> talked about that on the 
podcast before. They, we did, yeah. I'm just using that to lead in. I know. So, no, but uh, a few been... weeks ago, we did talk about how Walt Disney World had announced and implemented... Oh, we're talking about that version of the new hotel. security measures that they were going to take away the Do Not Disturb signs. And replace them and with room-occupied room signs. Room-occupied signs, and that they were going to be allowing people to come into rooms basically... Non like whenever they want. Blanche. Yeah. So we were wondering, is this going to come here? Yes, and well, it has been verified that it is actually already happening at all Disneyland Resort hotels and select Walt Disney World hotels. I think the reason for that is that they're only maybe doing hotels that are high up or have like a vantage point. Well, I that's what we said last time. I yeah. said that the only ones that they were at the time. I don't know if they've expanded it since then, but at the time, the ones that were at Walt Disney World were only the ones with like monorail stops and stuff like that, like Polynesian. Well, those are the ones that are tall. The bigger ones are the ones with monorail stops. The A-frame one with the towers next to them. Yes, that one and stuff like that. So now that has been expanded to include Disneyland Hotel, the Paradise Pier Hotel, and the Grand, the Grand Californian. Californian. So all three hotels now, if you would go to stay at one of the three Disneyland hotels, expect to not have a Do Not Disturb sign and that you will be informed that Disneyland staff can come basically come into your room whenever they want, in theory. I just don't. What? It's like they want to inconvenience guests as opposed to just buying one uh, scanning system. You know, when you enter the parks in Paris, whether you're entering the theme parks or the hotels, every single one of them puts your bags through a scanner, like at the airport. Uh, it doesn't look like the airport one, but nonetheless, you just put them through and they go right on through and you pick them up. And the only time that they trip on you is if you have a gun or some large metal object, at which point they make you open the thing up and show it. to them. Yeah. We talked at length about this last time. If you guys were on have no thoughts about that, you should have already listened to that, that previous episode. And then of course we've talked over and over again about security and security measures and how they could be better. That's a whole nother. We could probably do a whole podcast on that, all that crap. Well, you but, could, you could probably talk about it for three hours. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> but uh, but we just wanted to make sure you guys knew that. Be prepared for that. Uh, whatever we, your we, feelings are, are, are on that or your own, uh, if you think that people are allowed to some, come in your room, I don't care what you think. No, I mean, honestly, if you have some comments about whether or not you think that they should be allowed in the room or uh, whether they should be doing a better job with certain security aspects, like having a... a uh, scanning system. What is it? X-ray system. Well, I mean, my question to most people would be, what makes you feel better? Uh, Disneyland staff telling you that they can come into your room whenever that you want, or having proper security measures before you even get into the hotel. Which makes you? Which would make you feel safer? What would make you feel safer out of the two? Proper security measures get to get even before you get into the hotel, right? Yes, I mean, like you said, if uh, or what Tim said, if having X-ray machines in the front will be even better than right having people go in your room. It would make me feel the safest if there were if I knew that every set of bags that was going into the right. hotel had been X-ray scanned for weapons. But the point is, is that Disneyland doesn't want to, for some reason or another, Universal doesn't mind spending tons of money on making permanent security fixtures and having actual metal detector uh, 
you know, sc- metal scanners and all that stuff, and not so they don't have to have bag check and doing the whole nine yards. But for some reason, that Disneyland is perfectly content with being half-assed about it and it's not caring weird. and not caring about the guests or how they're being inconvenienced by all of the extra waiting that are, they're being forced to do or being inconvenienced at hotels by being told that somebody can come into your room and have you, know, you can have no privacy. So to me, it's just uh, Disneyland basically, and we've said this over and over again, Disneyland just doesn't care anymore. I just think that Disneyland's it's not, at the well, point. It's not like no, they Disneyland. Don't. Disneyland, Disneyland here just can't seem to get it together. If Disneyland in Paris already has these machines and they're effective there, which they are, they they do regular metal detector checks yeah, but was just that like they do here, there? but then they also... Has just that because stuff- they do it outside the park and they're... And they do it not just as you enter the park, but they do it as you enter the area around the park, which includes it's two theme parks and one hotel. So when you, you literally, to get your suitcases, because the, the Disneyland Hotel goes over the entrance of the park in Paris. If anybody's seen pictures, you have to go under the hotel. You buy your tickets under the hotel, and then you go to the entrances. Well, my question is, though, uh, was those security measures in place before Disneyland bought Disneyland Paris? Or was that well? They all they built it as a partnership with France. No, Disneyland didn't own Disneyland Paris. They built as as all the Disney parks. They're they're done as partnerships with the country. yeah, but they didn't own Disneyland Paris. Now they actually they own, own it outright now. It outright, if those metal detectors were put in by whoever owned it before, that's not Disneyland's thing. That they're just using what was already there. Well, yeah, but those, yeah, those scanners. Disneyland have been there didn't since. actually put them in there. I was in there in 2013 and in 2016. When did Disneyland outright buy Disneyland Paris? Uh, just a couple years ago. Well, that's what I mean. So, in other words, those metal detectors were already there. Predate Disneyland having full control. So, I mean, so those Disneyland those those security measures were not put in by Disney. They were put in by whoever was controlling Disneyland Paris. Right. Plus the fact that Europe obviously has a history more of a history of terrorism in theory than the United States. Right. So well, you tell that to George Bush. Well, <laughs> terrorism. Or, just kidding. So, uh, uh, my, my point is that it's not like this stuff that the, the proper methods don't exist already. Oh no, they exist. Universal's doing it, right. but Disneyland just refuses to do it. But I don't want to get into that. They because, like the illusion. We say this all the time. They're all about the illusion of security, right? And the, but their illusion of security sucks. You could go. You could easily get a handgun concealed underneath a stroller, or I mean, any I mean, any weapon. Just put it inside of a stroller in a convenient place. And, and you know like, what's going to make it even worse? Doing security in the dark. So why don't you t- t- tell us about where the new security is going to be at? Well, I don't think the parking structure. <laughs> What do you mean? If the security, if the security check is going to be uh, underneath okay, okay, okay. inside, it's going to be in the dark. It's pretty bright in there, but that's not the point. The next thing that we were going to bring up, in fact, what I thought you guys were talking about was the new hotel that they're building. Why would we talk about that when we talked about that months well, ago? Regardless, I thought that that's what you were bringing up. So I was thinking, unless you have some new information about well, that the, hotel. Well, I've been doing little bit of research on the ground out there asking people at different levels of with where they work uh the businesses that are shutting down you know that type of stuff just going in there and talking to people all right you do and have it, some something interesting to share from earl sandwich well they told me inside earl two different one guy said oh yeah we don't know but it was kind of like like he was purposely trying to not know right two other people that worked there told me that 
they don't have an exact date yet, but that they are moving. They're going to be moving into one of the locations, most likely either uh, Ride Makers or um, the other one is uh, Build-A-Bear. Right. I believe, I did we talk build, about this last week a little bit, right? I, I, so. I, think I just now remembered that we might have yeah. talked about this already. Uh, true. Yeah, we did talk about that already. But, you know, I've been doing a little bit of research, like I said, trying to figure it all out. And it looks like they could start as early as next month. Are they, I don't know. I mean, from your guys' experience, do they make an announcement and then it's right away, or do they make an announcement and it's supposed to be like a month away? Well, for big big starts for projects. It's like uh, that. well, look at um, the the that Eastern Gateway thing. They make an announcement and still haven't went through anything because the city. So well, that's not their fault, though. Well, I know, but it it. You know they they can't start something until they get approval from right. the city. So I think the 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 idea of what you're talking about is that it seems like the hotel and the parking structure project on Pinocchio is being started a little bit faster than what we would have expected, only because they're already behind on their original plan for Star because Wars. of the Star Eastern Wars Gateway. Yeah. The Eastern Gateway should have already have broken ground and the new Puma parking structure should have already been started or built by now. But they don't but, have approval. But the stupid city and the stupid businesses on Harbor Boulevard and, and the stupid need... executives at Disney. Let's let's share it's a shared responsibility. Well no, the executives have nothing to do with it. It's the city of Anaheim and it's the uh the harbor businesses that complain to the I'm gonna city. Have, I'm gonna have to play devil's advocate. The the city only said no to their exact proposal. Disney very easily could have conceded, not put up a wall in front of those businesses. And uh, the original proposal that Disney put in that was the possible included like singing walkways uh, that were or, um, conveyor walkways that sing and make music. Well, we're not talking do... about that. We're talking about the one that was rejected. Well, But then the, the altered plan that was rejected took out those and it put up a wall in front of the businesses on Harbor and that's where they got a lot of flack. So I mean Disney very easily could have conceded and tried to reach a compromise with the city that would have been approved and they would have been able to do that. What they're doing now is has already been approved. They've already approved a new They don't hotel. need approval for what they're doing now. I don't believe so. One it's all their property. They own all of it. That's what I mean. It. They don't need approval. They that's why they're doing it. They don't have to go across any streets. That are public. They, right. they we've, own. We've all talked about all this before. So, I was just trying to figure out when it was all going to start. You know, when are when are the when's the stitch <clears throat> the stitch lot, otherwise known as the downtown Disney parking lot? When's that going to close? When is the AMC movie theaters going to close, as well as the basically the three restaurants there and the Starbucks and the that's it basically right and the right. the uh, DVC lounge. Well, let's get to the point about the parking is so what you really wanted to talk they, about. They're going to start that at some point. They, From what I understand, either in February or March, that area will likely become a no man's land. They'll demolish all those buildings. And then once they get some of the footings in place, they'll probably put up at that point, put up a walkway that goes from the Disneyland Hotel to the remainder of downtown Disney and the monorail. But temporarily, that'll all be shut down. We've talked about that already before. Yes. The... Pinocchio parking lot, which is across the way from Magic Way, right? So you exit downtown Disney, the Stitch parking lot's first, Lilo is to your left side, and then if you walk all the way across, the first thing you get to is the Pinocchio lot. And that lot is where they're building the new parking structure, what I'm going to call the parking structure addition almost. It's 
basically another giant structure. Mickey next and to Friends 2.0. Yeah, 2.0 <laughs> Mickey and Friends. Um, so we were there a couple days ago, Anthony and I, or last night, and we went to the top and we looked down, and they're already doing some construction in Pinocchio. So there's there's steel I don't know, girders or what you know, basically large pieces of steel that would go inside concrete already out there laid out. Um, there's some large construction equipment, and there's some areas that are um, like fenced off, but they're also still allowing some oversized vehicles to park down there. So I think it's just kind of a first, you know, whoever for now, they'll just continue to allow it in a couple of handicap spots and stuff. But last week we reported that they had closed Chippendale, which is the bottom level of the structure, and they'd repaved that as all handicap is what I said. And I was only partially right. What they've done is they repaved it as all handicap, but only for the first half in the back of the structure. So the area furthest from the trams is now all handicap underneath for that back section. And then the rest of it is under construction. And we, I walked around and I looked on the ground and I talked to some people. And, uh, and then a couple days after that, I went back with Anthony and we walked around and checked it out too. And the general consensus is that they are going to start building that new structure really fast. It's going to, it's basically already being built um, even though they haven't announced a start date per se, they're already doing prep work. And the security checkpoint and tram loading areas are all moving inside the structure in Chippendale. So the biggest tram loading area, probably on the West Coast, uh, is now going to be indoors underneath Chippendale. At There's, least part of it. At least, well, I think most of it. Imagine the the tram loading area the way that it used to be before they made the alterations last year. Uh, it was basically one big U and there was two loading areas on either side. They're essentially moving all of that under the structure. So the tram may or may not run in reverse. We were told I didn't, I don't think that that cast member necessarily knew what he was talking about with the reverse thing. I think later eventually once it's all rebuilt, they might reverse the route, but for now, I think it's going to run the same, but right when you're about to enter the parking structure, kind of right where the, uh, like if you're coming from the park and you travel along where the, the backstage area is on your right, if you're facing forward is on your right, and then you start to make a right-hand turn to go into the structure, I think you're going to make an immediate right turn. You're going to travel down to where the handicap spots used to be on the end, and then you're going to make a left. And the tram is going to go basically all the way to the end of where the new handicap spots are. It's going to make a U-turn and come back. Basically, it's going to become all of what is the what was the south part of Chippendale is going to become the new tram loading zone. Right. But then basically that, that U... Don't try you, to explain too much for people no, that but, are trying to listen. They're going well, to get but lost. That, that U that goes all the way around the outside of that area, people are going to load and unload into the center of the U... And then they're going to funnel down in an eastern direction uh, or towards where the bathrooms and the structure and the escalators currently are. And then they're going to have they're going to have a the security checkpoints also down underneath. We just don't know exactly where those security checkpoints are going to be or how it's going to flow. I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit of a cluster F, you know, for now. Isn't it always? Plus, they don't have as they don't have room for as many security checkpoints as they do have outside right now. 
and they're going to have to funnel everybody that comes down those escalators. They're going to have to funnel them around the corner and into the structure to get checked. It's, it seems a little, I don't know. I, we're not sure exactly how it's going to work. uh, We always talk about people always ask us, how can we park at Toy Story? That's why we're going to be parking at Toy Story even more. Because of that. I don't like parking at Toy Story, but it sounds like we might have to. The reason I don't like parking at Toy you Story just is... You don't one, like the bus for some I don't like the unreason, bus, unknown reason. I also like the ability to stop at Mickey and... Or excuse me, at uh, World of Disney and some of the other businesses when we come in and out. You know? Uh, if we want to grab something, sometimes it's easier from those stores. So, Nonetheless, that's the story. It looks like there's going to be... And, and soon, very soon, because we also saw markings on the ground where they marked out basically how the tram, the route it's going to take. And it, it seems like where the, where the escalators come down is going to, there's going to be a small outdoor area and the rest of it is going to be, the rest of it's going to be structure. There's not going to be like a view. You won't be able to see into the park from there unless you're on the top or one of the higher levels anymore. So uh, changes are coming and coming pretty quick. I just want to say that, uh, yeah, you just be prepared for things to start being a mess over there at Mickey and Friends. If all else fails, anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you're not already, because you should be, you need to go park at Toy Story from now on. Because who knows when and how fast it's going to start getting worse and worse over there. I think that they're going to be able to build this thing pretty quick, though. I just mean as far as how how much of a mess it's going to become with the bag check and the tram boarding, and then moving it underneath inside the structure. It's just going to be all become a mess, and everything's going to be all kinds of diversions. And, and depending on how they funnel people, getting down off those escalators and the lines that are going to be for bag check is going to be stupid. Do you think, Diggs, that they'll if they wanted to, we talked about shifts last week and the, how fast they build stuff, twenty, you know, three, eight-hour shifts for the day or whatever. Do you think if they wanted to, they could get it up in three months? I don't think it's even, I don't think that's possible. I know, that's a lot of work. Because they'd have to get it for, I mean, realistically, having it done before summer would make sense, right? That wouldn't necessarily be thrown. If they started in, if they started in February, March, April, May, so by June, I guess, Anthony's got some of the best fries in the world. Yeah. To him. Mm. Let me take, let me feel how, are they the best? Let's try. I'm going to have to try these here. Oh, no, I'm okay. In other, the best fries in, other the means, world. in other words, he can't. These are pretty good, but they're not McDonald's. <laughs> so please, somebody that's listening to this, let us know. Do you think that they're going to be able to build this thing really quickly? Are you excited to see the changes? Keeping in mind that these are temporary changes. Nobody here is uh, saying that these are how the permanent... This is not how permanently they're going to run all their tram stuff. This is just in the meantime while they are building. I just want to say that I hope that it's not permanent because I think it's an incredibly bad idea to have tram boarding and or bag check inside the structure because whether it's the first floor or not, you have all that exhaust and fumes and stuff that's oh, swirling yeah. around inside of the structure, whether whether the first floor or not, you still have all the stuff from the people coming in to the check, you know, into the ticket. So... For all those people to be subjected and have to... It's one thing to have to walk through the structure coming from your car. It's another thing to have to stand around for who knows how long for a tram to come or who knows how long to get through bag check or who knows how long for whatever. 
to have to stand there in a smog filled uh parking structure I, it's to me it sounds incredibly uh unsafe and un, un, unhealthy for a guest but what once if, again as i've always already pointed out disneyland does not care anymore well, but do you you're care? just a dollar re- to them do you really care I do because we stood around in the parking structure for like an hour bullshitting no, we did. last Not night. Not inside the parking. Yeah, oh, well, we that did was... at the car. Oh yeah, we were but... exposed to all that smog. Well, we chose to. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, you weren't concerned at that time for my health and well-being. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to stand there and BS. I mean, we had a good time. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Dirty no invite. All right, so more construction going on inside the parks because you know half the parks are closed. Mm-hmm. You know that. Half of everything's going to be closed. Oh my gosh, yes, but who cares? Anyway, lockers are, all the lockers are being updated in the parks. And they started with the lockers on Buena Vista Street. How long is that going to take? It's going to go until February 14th. Oh, so pretty quick. It's going to be done in phases. The Buena Vista Street lockers are already done. I haven't been there, but they were supposed to be done by the 22nd. And starting on the 22nd through the 29th, they were going to be doing the guest service lockers over there on the outside of D.C. The outside ones. Yes, they're going to be doing those. So those are second. And then inside will be third. Yeah, they're going to be doing also the ones at Grizzly Peak or the Grizzly. um, Oh, that's right. Those are the free ones. Yes. At least they were free. Who knows what's going to happen. And then, of course, you know, they're going to get to the ones at Disney side and everything like that. So, yeah, it's going to be done pretty quickly. Looks like they're only going to take a week to upgrade these. And, like I said, it will be done by February 14th. It should be. I mean, what do they have to do? Remove the wall? It's like, oh, they're all connected, right? For the most part. I don't know what they're actually doing. I don't know if they're actually putting new lockers or just upgrading software. The software system, yeah. yeah. They're cleaning out the boogies. Upgrading just means raising prices pretty much. Yes, yes. That's what I'm thinking too. (laughs) Got to reprogram all and uh, raise the price from whatever it is now to $20 million in your left arm. I wonder, could we post like who's in the park right now and just see if somebody can go over to Buena Vista and look? Uh, I don't think we have time for that because they're closed. Uh, Oh, Oh, it is It is late. We're recording late tonight. So, yeah, just to let you guys know, heads up on that. If you guys are going to get lockers, know that some of them will be closed when you go. Hey, so we got some news from inside the park. I, what's that? They're going to turn Small World into a mall? Fake news. Is that uh, that's, is that where um, all the stuff from um, downtown Disney is going? I think so. Oh, okay. What's What's the real story? The real story is that the Small World Mall, which is, I guess, what they've always called the area where, is that where the risers are? Or is that the whole, from the risers all the way over to the Fantasy Fair? I, I thought it was called the Small World Plaza. That's what I heard before. Maybe there's this is their way of saying there's a new name. They do that sometimes. They just start using new names. Right. Well, once Small World returns to its classic version, going from Small World Holiday back to regular, guests will notice work continuing in the promenade scene now, then they call it promenade in the article. So which is it? Is it a mall? Is it a plaza? Is it a promenade? Maybe it's an esplanade. Are you talking about the area? In front of, directly in front of all of the area. It's like a corridor, which is where they do. See, I don't know. They're not really, are they specifying? See, uh, the location of the queue will be moved 
Now, I don't know if that's the actual queue or is that the queue that's on the risers area or all of it uh, that will be included. And then uh, new parade route entrance and stroller area. Gotta have that stroller area. That's a must. Now, when this says per new parade route entrance, what does that mean? Because, I mean, the parade, how could you move the parade route? There's, I was thinking maybe, that, too, because on the other maybe side. Maybe they're just replacing the doors. <laughs> I was just thinking, because on the other side is, what can you knock out on the other side and move the, let's say, if you're moving it over to the right? Is there, isn't there like a wall there or like something there? I was trying to remember. You went to the right of where it is now? Right. Yeah, it's a wall and planter, and then behind that is the the old uh, motorboat lagoon. Mm. I'm just thinking, because, I mean, to me, what it sounds like is that area where the parade comes out is going to be all the stroller parking and the queue. Right, that's what I'm thinking. And then they're going to move that door over to the right a little bit. I'm just trying to figure out how. Yeah, because it says the slightly adjusted parade route will make room for the attraction's new queue, creating more space in the area. What if they, uh, no, because that doesn't make any sense either. I'm like, what if they figured out a way now with Star Wars being built that maybe they could have the parade come through that other, the doors there by the uh, popcorn cart? I was thinking about that too, but I don't don't know. They can always move the popcorn cart. Well, I'm not talking about the pop. I'm just saying oh. it's by the popcorn cart. But gotcha. no, I was thinking about that too. But I don't know that area. That's the only other way. I mean, because back behind there is backstage for uh, storybook boats. That's the offline for storybook boats is back there. And then, but other than that, to the right there was nothing but storage. And then the the hump that goes over to the other side for uh, magical map stage. Ah. I mean, because you know what's on the other side of that door, because there's a train route there. What are you looking at? What are we? I'm looking uh, at the. I'm looking at an aerial shot from um, Google, and looking at that area, and I can see that it would be easy for any type of parade floats to come through that street right there, go underneath that, and then it go it will come up along the. Fantasyland Stage Theater, and then go out from here. I don't know. Well, that tunnel, that that one tunnel isn't that big, though. Is it? Or it's not? The one that going up and down? Right. That's kind of a, that tunnel's not that tall. But isn't Maybe this, not. I forgot about that tunnel being there. Isn't this new, though? I mean, couldn't they have... Oh, I guess they could have redesigned it. The tunnel could be taller. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Could be a tall tunnel. I just remember I used to drive through there with a golf cart and it would echo. It was so s- small. I was just thinking when I was there a couple of weeks ago, they had that area uh, walled off over there by the entrance or the, the gate for the parades. But you know where they have the, um, the, What's it called? A little sea serpent guy? Right, that's because that's what's to the right, is the sea serpent. They had and a the, wall and the there. Doggy, the doggy uh, pooping area. Right, they had a wall there. They had okay. a wall right there. And, I mean, nothing was going on yet. You know, I, I thought they were taking the lights down. They put a wall there. So what if they just started to, boom, take that whole shrubbery out, that whole planter area? If they do that, then they also have to take out part of the riser area, if not all of the riser area, and just have the parade cut 
make a sharper turn. I'm just looking at here, and from this, all this could be taken out. That's what I mean. All of that can yeah. be taken out and the riser area, and it basically pushes the parade route that way. Towards, yeah, towards the lagoon. So you can come. You know, we're we're looking on this map though, but yeah, they, the floats could come right here and then just go down here and then go out. Well, you need to do that if you take out the riser area. I don't think they're going to take out that riser area. They would have to because you're not going to be able to use that for. Because when the whole point of extending the queue for uh, Small World over to that other area would be so they don't have to use the riser area for extended queue. What if you just clear that out and just have it be open again and just have it well, be sidewalk? Well, that riser area wasn't for actual small world. Well, I know, but they repurposed it for that. Obviously, it was well, built for, it would be for light tragic. Well, yeah, but... Well, they were using that area for, for photo ops. They were using it Well, they've it used for it for everything, scrollers. but it was built for light magic. Oh, it was like a... a, a well, because it was one of the viewing areas. That right. area was one of the viewing areas for light magic, and that was built for light magic. Well, then it's being used for every other purpose. Oh, it's been used too. for everything since then, but it, that's what I mean. But it's been used for the extended queue for Small World. If they're moving the Small World queue over to where the doors are currently, they don't need the riser area for... And why would they even want to keep the riser area intact as it is as a uh, as a viewing area? They don't need to do that. They just need to. They could just turn it into a regular sidewalk if they want. Depends on how much work they want to do. I well, mean, because I mean, that's a lot of area you can put people in and watch the parades, right? Yeah, you know, I don't know if they would want to take something out like that when they can pack people in there. What if they made like a if they put in like a grandstand, but out of concrete, kind of like for a world of color, you know, where there's different levels? You can't do that because if you learned anything anywhere else that has something like that, people are just going to go sit on it all day. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so be prepared for a new changes going on over there in the small world mall slash promenade slash plaza slash stroller throwaway right. area. So all of that will be expected to be completed in the spring before April thirteenth when Pixar Play Parade comes to Disneyland. Cool. I can't wait. All right, so we're going to give you a quick little heads up on refurbishments in the park. As you know. Wait, haven't we been doing that for like three weeks already? Well, you know, we got to keep people informed, let them know what's going <laughs> on, because every, you know, every day there's something new. Uh, right now, it's a small world. Of course, they're, you know, taking the Christmas away. They're building them all. They're building them all and uh, replacing some electrical stuff in, into small world but besides all that that will be reopening on february 2nd right now we have splash mountain dumbo and the main street refurbs going on until spring of course the main street vehicles upcoming refurbishments casey jr would be february 5th through march 1st and the storybook canal boats will be february 5th through february 15th Ah, uh, Disney California Adventure Park, Gordon Zephyr through January 25th. So it opens today. Uh, Grizzly River Run through February 1st, and the Bakery Tour will all reopen on February 2nd. So, Wait, what day does Lunar New Year start again? That was the 26th. Okay. Yeah. So the Zephyr opens up just in time to have that thing get put in front of it. There you go. 
And of course, we all know about the stuff going on on the boardwalk. And now we have a refurb date or a closing date for King Triton's Carousel. And it will close on March 1st. So you have until the 28th to write it, say goodbye, and see what retheme it gets. That means that Toy Story Mania will be the only thing open on the pier for now. There's no dates on when that's going to close or if it's going to close. So we'll see about that. And then I heard about the new Incredicoaster that we talked about how it's going to get the the new tubes. Yeah. So the ones that they have now are going to be painted black and then they're going to be wrapped in red. That's what I heard. And then they're basically just sealing in what they've already got. They're not going to put new tubes on. Well, yes, they are. Because from what I've heard, they're going to put new tubes at the end where the photos are taken. So they're putting more tubes. Yes. Oh, they're putting tubes in the photo area. That's yeah. kind of cool. So it's going to be all space mountainy. Space yes, mountainy. Exactly. That's what I heard. That's what um, there was a cast member lead out there telling people stuff and what they're going to be doing. So that's what that person said. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah. I guess uh, Toy Story Mania will be uh, all by itself. All by myself. (laughs) Or something. Something like that. So everyone should be aware, you know, refurbs are being done and re-theming's being done. That was something announced. It wasn't like all of a sudden, hey, we're going to close the pier. No one knew. No, Disney told you. We told you. So people need to Quit their bitching about, oh, my God, half the park's closed. It's not worth going. Oh, yeah, Disney gives you a special, but, hey, they they do their SoCal special, but, hey, everything's closed. It's not worth going. Uh, reality check. It's three rides. Actually, it's two rides, right? It's just two rides, the fun wheel and the coaster. That's it, right? And now the carousel. Well, okay, three <laughs> rides. There's three rides because, I mean, Midway Mania is still open. So it's three rides out of how many in the park? That's not half. Do your math. We don't do math on this podcast, but we know that's bad math. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. Speaking of bad math, Splitsville. Remember we used to have to do math bowling by hand? I used bowling to be math by hand. I'd be I used to be kind of good at that. <laughs> really? No, I, I I wouldn't know how to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, you know, it wasn't really that hard, but when you try to figure when you try to calculate those uh those extra points for spares and shit. Yeah. That's I, when I gave up. I was I, like, Man, when they started coming out with those uh mechanical ones, that was uh tops. But uh we were talking about Splitsville last week, and we were speculating, and I believe it was Tim who speculated a mid-February or sometime in February opening. Well, he's wrong, but he's wrong in a right way because it's actually sooner than that. Coming January 29th. I'm I'm there, dude. What day of the week is that? A Monday. Oh. Because you know that makes uh, sense. Well, it does make sense, actually, because they're going to want to get a slow start. Right. They're not going to want to kick in on a Friday when they're slammed. Yes, Splitsville will be opening its doors on January 29th, 
in downtown Disney. Of course, once again, Splitsville is the luxury bowling lanes. They call themselves Splitsville luxury lanes. It's not really probably luxury, but Are I they, mean, the food does look kind of luxury. This food looks great. In fact, I again, I'll say it. I ate there in Florida, and it was really, really good. We had a pizza and a burger. We split both. So, yes, opening January 29th. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. In, in a special edition of Fat Time in the Parks, Fat Time at Splitsville, they have a sampling of some new items coming to Splitsville, including the Macho Nachos. <laughs> I've always, I like Macho Nachos. Anything with the word macho and nachos, you can't go wrong. Kind of like macho at uh, Del Taco. Yes, we'll have to see if they're as good as the, uh, as the nachos over at uh, Whitewater Snacks, but... <laughs> We shall see. Loaded with seasoned ground beef, shredded cheddar jack cheese, queso, black bean corn salsa, and pickled jalapenos. Nozzle, nozzles. <laughs> Nachos are then drizzled with avocado ranch and served with a side of sour cream. The chicken thigh high sliders. Two crispy chicken thigh sliders tossed in Asian barbecue sauce and topped with slaw. They have a pokey bowl. Your choice of salmon, ahi, tuna, or tofu with pickled radish and avocado over bamboo rice. Bowls are topped with spicy mayo, nori threads, sesame seeds, scallions, and togarashi spice. And then finally, a sweet and spicy chicken bowl. Tempura battered chicken, broccoli, red and green peppers are tossed in spicy Thai chili sauce and served over sushi rice. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I already know that there's only one thing here that this guy over here will eat. Yes. That would be the nachos, and then then it would still require some taking offs. But, uh, Tim, uh, you said... Maybe... Well, I'm wondering if they do anything special for the kickoff. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like I know if that... If you're there uh, on day one, do you get, like, a button, a spe- like, a paper hat? Uh, is, <laughs> is everybody going to get, like, a free appetizer? I don't know. Like, what are they doing? You know what the, the the question would be is do you think there'll be a soft opening on Sunday? Right. Mm. It well the other question is will it be will it even be like open so that you could even go ask? <laughs> or would you just have to be there on Sunday well, and see what happens? You, you, there's going to be during this week training going on. I'm sure, yeah. Right? So there's going to be someone there you can ask. Comments. Hopefully they have an allergy menu. <laughs> My wife is vegetarian who is allergic to wheat, gluten, milk, and chocolate. Well, it sucks to be you. We'll keep her at home. <laughs> Damn, wheat, gluten, milk, and chocolate? Why live? <laughs> I never heard of this stuff growing up. I know, right? Exactly. Where was gluten allergies when we were growing up? Exactly. It didn't exist. It didn't exist. Why no. didn't it exist? It's not like things have been introduced you know what? It's the government and their flu shots. That's all I got to say. Leave it at that. So, yeah, Splitsville, they also they will have, ooh, crinkle cut fries. I'm, I'm, I'm staring at them right, right now. You're staring at those Ed, crinkle Ed, cut fries. I see that bacon. Do you ooh, see the bacon? Yes, I do see, see the bacon sticking out. <laughs> oh. Yes, if you're, uh, they will have crinkle cut fries, burgers, pizza, as Tim mentioned, the pizza. Pizza's bomb. And you won't be disappointed. The pizzas was like... It was like fourteen bucks Ooh, for a good tips. size, like ten inch personal pizza. You know, like one of these. That's like just for you. You know, eight slices are not too big. Personal but... pizza, ten inch. That's like a, that's a big pizza for a personal. 
That's a personal. I'll eat that personal. That's a. I think a ten. Maybe I don't know. Maybe hey, eight we, inch? we we worked in pizza for years. Okay. So, well, yeah. I'm just saying. What does worked in pizza mean? That we we did it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite pizza? Round table. But what's okay? Well, that's good. We should. Numero uno. Uh, yes, we discussed this the other day. Yeah. We need to find a numero uno. Round table has always been second, no matter what. Numero uno was always number one. But Roundtable's technically number one because there's hardly any numero uno. So, right. Splitsville. <laughs> Woo! So, yeah, January 29th. And then now that we have an opening date, stay tuned for the Mousefire meetup. Yes, we're going to work uh, on that. We will all probably try to get there before that to kind of scout it out and see where we could have a meetup and whether we want to go upstairs or downstairs or where the food is, where the bathrooms are, and all that stuff. So, we will scout it out. We will let you guys know, and then you will hear about when the Mousepire meetup at Splitsville Downtown Disney will be. Yeah. All right. So this week we got the nominations for the Academy Awards, and there was, as of course, some Disney slash Disney properties that were nominated for Academy Awards, including Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Ooh. For what? Which was nominated for best best sound editing, best sound mixing, best visual effects, and with his fifty first nomination, John Williams. John Williams for best original score. I'm surprised that it wasn't nominated. Some, I mean, just as big as Star Wars is, there's no best picture or best director nomination. Whether you agree with that or not, I mean, if if uh, Lord of the Rings is going to be a Best Picture nomination. Only one of those. Only the third one got nominated. And it though. won. Oh, yeah. I'm just surprised. I'm not so, saying it uh, deserved to win. I'm saying that it should have been nominated. Of course, John Williams is second all-time in Oscar nominations behind, of course. Walt Disney. Walt Disney, who has, I believe, 59. And how many does John Williams have? 51. So... Uh, if he hadn't semi-retired a few years ago, he might have been able to do it. But at this point, it was, it's near nigh impossible for him to catch Walt, which is probably better that way that nobody ever catch Walt. Also being nominated was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was also nominated for visual effects. And then Coco was nominated for two Academy Awards, including Best Animated Feature and Best Song, Remember Me. And then Beauty and the Beast was nominated for two Academy Awards, Best Costume Design and Best Production Design. And then Disney Pixar's Lou was nominated for Best Animated Short. Do you think John Williams will catch up to Disney? No, it's impossible. Why? All you need is like six more Star Wars films or something. Or yeah, but he's Star already... He's, he's like a, half dead. Well, he, no, it's not that. He's already doing... He's already over what he... Because he's retired several times. Right. But Spielberg and Star Wars keep bringing him back. Right. Because, I mean, he wasn't even supposed to do anything else. But then he uh, Spielberg brought him back uh, out of retirement to do Lincoln. And then Star Wars brought him back out of retirement to do Episode 7 and 8 and, and presumably 9. And then Spielberg brought him out of retirement, I believe, to do The Post, which will probably be nominated. No, which didn't get nominated. Maybe he didn't do the post. I don't remember. All right, I want to take this time to remind you guys to go visit our YouTube channel. Search Mouse Power Podcast. Subscribe to the channel. There you can listen to our podcast there. And I just want to say that I 
apologize that uh, we didn't get our last episode up that quick. How long did it take? Well, Tim the Tech was busy working, and he was doing these odd hours, mm-hmm. working like from 5 to 4 in the morning, doing like porn award shows and shit like that. Ooh. So anyway. Can I ask what his, like when when we're done, you edit the show, and then what does Tim do? Tim takes the feed from uh, iTunes mm-hmm. and then puts it up on the, uh, the YouTube. Oh, so it's on iTunes as of usually Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just, it's just the YouTube was late. Yeah, I was missing that. You know, if you guys haven't noticed, I miss a lot. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little dumb. And I like to keep that in the podcast so they can say, right. "Wait, why is he asking?" The, Anything they just talked about it. that's annoying that I do. Diggs likes to leave it in. <laughs> like. Um, Think John Williams is gonna catch him? Uh, we just talked about. We that? literally well, just talked about that. I mean, I don't see why he couldn't though. I don't care how old he. I mean, as long as he stays alive. But he has to continue to want to keep doing enough things to catch. Maybe all he needed was that like recognition of that fifty-first one, and then well, he, he goes, he "Oh shit, knew- man! I could catch Walt but Disney." He already <laughs> knew that he could have been doing things all this time, but he didn't. He turned down projects from Spielberg. He didn't. I believe he turned down like uh, the what's the spies or the spy kids? No, the one with <laughs> Tom Hanks from last oh, year. Oh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah, Bridge of Spies. He turned down doing Bridge of Spies. Do you think that the... I think he turned down doing? I don't think he's doing. Uh, or is he doing um, Ready Player One? So I mean, there's all kinds of ones that he hasn't. That I don't think he's doing that. But I really can't wait for Ready Player One, man. That looks so awesome. I just hope that they keep it long enough. All right. So, yeah, off topic. Yeah, so make off topic, sure off topic. to uh, check out our YouTube channel. And like I said, yeah, Tim was really busy working and he couldn't get to it. And he actually uploaded today when he was at work. So, yeah, help or visit YouTube and uh, subscribe to our channel. And also head over to patreon.com slash mousepire. Help support the podcast. Any donation would help greatly and we would really appreciate that and you can also help supporting the podcast by going to dgpclothing.com and purchase your mouse pyre gear there we have shirt and we have a nice hoodie and you can get the mouse pyre sticker for your car the cow de- car decal you're a sticker and i want to give a shout your out face is a sticker i want to give a shout out to commander cody who uh got on that deal for $25. He got it? Yeah, he All got right. a shirt, he got a sticker. Cody, we want to see pictures now of you wearing the... We need a picture of, of him wearing the, the shirt, right. but he did send me a picture of the car decal on his car. Well, that's cool. Yeah. We want like an in-park or, you know, remember well, he... Remember no, he, no went... he lives in Vegas. Oh, we well, we here. want like a, you did something Disney related on the strip picture with you wearing the shirt that's what we're requesting we want to see him in a mouse pirate shirt in front of the disney store is there a disney store there well, no sure i was going to say specifically he needs to go to the venetian take a picture in front of the secrets of the empire oh, thing at the venetian. that's a good one good you one should, and while you're there spend 30 bucks try it out and let us know how you thought exactly of it. that's a good idea uh, but if you can't do the 30 dollar deal at least wear the shirt and Boom. in front of the void. And that's your mission, Commander Cody. You've been assigned. There you go. So, yeah. And uh, a shout-out to Dan the Man, who uh, ordered his shirt, and I will be making that pretty soon. No, wait. What did I say that Dan for? Dan ordered a shirt? I already made it. Dan ordered a shirt? Yeah. Wow, I was expecting a free shirt. 
Yeah, see, I get laughed at here. Uh, I mean, if you don't want the advertising, I'm a popular guy. Are you really? Well, when I go places, people notice things that I'm wearing. Or they just notice that your your um, shirt is like really big. You know, <laughs> I, I I I will you vouch. I will vouch for Tim on this one because yesterday he was wearing a shirt with uh, Wally as the uh, Rob as the robot. Robbie the robot. With and the little, uh, she, they had Eva and she Eva, was the Wii, the and, upgraded uh, model. He got uh, several, several <laughs> compliments for that shirt going at Company D at uh, Disneyland. I don't think anybody it said anything about it at Firehouse it, Subs. It happens all the time. Once again, no invite. When I come here, I just wear like whatever shirt, but like when I go out, I put on the like noticeable one. So if you want me to wear, we were just shopping. So yeah, shout out to Dan and Commander hey Dan. Cody. Hey Cody, for supporting the podcast. I don't know you. Oh, visit dgpclothing.com. Get your Nospire gear. It's mail time. There you go. Because I, I'm pretty sure there are new. I like, I like prompted people that I knew would be listening, and basically told them they had to send us messages. So tell them I have one that's separate that was posted as a comment. If you want, I can go over that. But you let me know when you're ready, and then we'll just work it in. Are you ready? All right, well, we'll start with this one from uh, your friend Mary. Mary Holmstein. Hello, Mary. All right, she says she would like to hear a discussion on the Garden Walk being up for sale. In my perfect world, Disney would buy it and possibly move downtown Disney there. They also have that area across West Disney Way next to the Pumba parking lot that they can also use for one huge shopping entertainment area. That way they can still put the bridge across to connecting the two, the new downtown Disney and Disneyland. The carousel hotel is just sitting there like an eyesore. So something needs to be done soon. Thoughts. Uh, Tim told me about the whole, I didn't know that. Did you know that garden walk was up for sale? Yes. I did not know that, and you know, we were talking about this yesterday, and um, obviously at some point that if they're not going to get the Eastern Gateway going, they're obviously going to want to use all that land for something, but that being separate, if they were to buy, first of all, I don't know if they would want to buy Garden Walk, because I don't know if they want to be associated with uh, House, of, House Blues, of Blues again. Yeah. They already got rid of House of Blues once. I don't know if they want to be associated with House of Blues again. I think that that's more a matter of the House of Blues is... Uh... Uh, lease ran out, right? And they chose. I don't know who knows how much it had. Clearly, to do with they had Disney, a reason to chose not to get renew House of Blues. I think it was the other way around. I think House of Blues didn't want to renew with Disney. Really? Yeah, it was Disney's known was known to harass people coming out of concerts. Security, as your favorite people ever, right? Harass people coming out of concerts. Maybe if they're a little drunk or whatever. Instead of just being cool, they'll you know they were more inclined to call the cops and have them arrested. Lame. Now they were supposed to. When the Garden Walk was going in, they were supposed to build hotels there. I'm wondering if they're actually building that hotel because there. When I went there on Sunday, I saw construction going on over there. You know how you coming from the the park on the bus and you make the ride on Clementine, mm-hmm. right? There's the area is blocked off, you know, fenced and everything. And I looked over there, and you can see it. Uh, that they actually dug underground. So, you know, most hotels are 
Start underground. Start right. Low. Yeah, because they want to get the parking structure underneath or whatever. So, yeah. so it looks, I don't know. It just looks really big. I don't know if they're going to build a hotel or they're just going to just add on to well, it. There are a bunch what? of hotels scheduled to be built. Well, one, the of the, one of the obligated hotels relating to Gardwalk was already built, and that was the one that's behind where Starburger and stuff is. Right. The place that, called Starburger? That sounds good. Yeah. We yeah, it's at time. the corner of uh, Catella and TFTI, Harbor. guys. <laughs> You're never uh, there at night. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been there. But because uh, there's that hotel behind where Starburger is, that big fancy looking hotel that went up, that was part of the original deal with uh, Garden Walk, I believe, that one to go in. But interesting, obviously, the House of Blues issue aside, whether who whoever didn't want to be associated with the other one, uh, they do have all those excellent restaurants that are on heart, that are on the Catella side that uh Disneyland has been or Downtown Disney has Dis- Downtown Disney has been criticized for having a lack of quality restaurants that for them to take Garden Walk and turn it into what I what we talked about maybe turning it into Disney Springs right where you have all those quality restaurants you have the PF Chang's you have the 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 Bubba Gumps you have all that stuff over there that's already good quality stuff. And then maybe you go from having the lower end uh, retail merchants to more higher end, better stuff like what you would have at a downtown Disney or a city walk rather than the crap that was in there before. Right. Which always seemed to just up and leave. Let me so just say that you put in some better stuff and then there. you can that's turn it into, leave. you could even keep uh, a lower scale downtown Disney where it is. But turn that into Disney Springs. Right. Then, if they wanted to expand across the street into Pumbaa, they could even expand over towards that area because they have all that stuff. If they don't, if they have totally, if they get to the point where they've totally abandoned the parking structure, the Pumbaa parking structure idea, they could easily just expand all of Garden Walk or Disney Springs across the street into that area. I have a different theory. Where you have like a skywalk connecting where it goes over the street or something. My thought, and I might be a little bit off geographically, but correct me if I'm wrong, Bubba Gump is essentially across the street from K-Lot, right? Yes. Okay. So K-Lot is part of the potential third gate project for Toy Story. The, The plan is that they would eventually, probably 20 years from now, but eventually they're going to build a third park on the land that's now occupied by Toy Story and K-Lot. There are some other hotels that neighbor on the corners. There's a couple other businesses and hotels that are along Harbor, but that's a huge property. So my thought was when they build this third gate in the Toy Story slash K-Lot area, they could put some sort of a walkway over Catella, similar to West Street, right? Well, yeah, that goes without saying. That would enter kind of maybe like above Bubba Gump or whatever, some somewhere over there, and then again, have that be the shopping area for, you know, Disney Springs, or they want to call it, you know, the Disney Promenade, or who knows what they would call it. But The Disney Mall. Yeah, the Disney Mall, essentially. But the point is, that she's Mary's right. They should buy it now while it's cheap. And they missed their opportunity because the, the property's been valued at something like $800 million, and was it for sale before it was? Yeah, that's well. That's what I was getting to is that they should have bought it before they House should have bought it open. the first time before House of Blues opened because it sold 
in basically they accepted an offer or some auction or something where the people that own it now bought it for $70 million, which is literally like 10 times or 12 times less than it's worth. And they're currently trying to sell it for 300 million or, or like 280 or best offer. If I'm not mistaken, you could easily get this information by doing a search for the OC register articles, but that's where all my info came from. But you know, if they, if they were able to buy it for say 250 million, they're again, three or four times under what it's worth. And even if they had a subsidiary company run it for the next 10 years, uh, you know, make slow improvements, you know, what goes on. I mean, by the time House of Blues lease runs out, if they don't want to deal with House of Blues, by the time that lease runs out, they could then say, okay, we're going to start to turn this into Disney. By that point, is it, it seems like with the new structure going in, they're going to put the Eastern Gateway project on hold for uh, basically temporarily. And it's... If you want to know what I really, truly well, think? My guess is, just let me finish before I lose my train of thought, because I will, because that's who I am. Uh, they'll, I think that eventually, if if they were to buy this property and use it, they could do a third gate on the Catella side, and then on the opposite side of Disney Way, they could do another walkway over to this new structure, and then that shopping center could basically be like City Walk is in Florida, where you have to park and then you walk through the parking or you walk through the City Walk shopping area and then you get to that third park. And that will solve their problem of having to make any trams that run to the third gate. If you're planning on going to the third gate, you'll park in the eastern gateway structure. And then you'll either walk across harbor on a gate on a, a bridge to Disneyland, or you'll walk across through the new Disney Springs, hypothetically, or basically Garden Walk. You'll have to walk through that and then across another bridge to get to the third gate. They would they would solve their tram problem. Obviously, there'd still have to be some sort of handicap van or whatever, but they'd solve their tram problem. And it'd be very similar to, to City Walk in Florida or Universal in Florida, the way that their thing works. There's not really that, but the distance between the entrance to Islands of Adventure and is huge. Is it's not. It's very far. No, it's not. It's a mile. What? It's the distance between the parking uh, structure and Islands of oh, Adventure. Oh no, I was talking about the distance between the entrance to Universal and Islands of Adventure. They're right next to each other. But yeah, from the go to walk from the parking structure all the way to there, yeah, it is far. probably a good mile. It's about a mile. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty far. So for the for Disney to do something similar, where you've got parking, and then they either come this way through where the carousel is to get to Disneyland and DCA, or they go the other direction. Through you know what I honestly think? I honestly think that Disneyland just won't. They Disney really shouldn't settle until they just own it all. No, I, I totally agree. agree. They There's... need to own everything on if they want to really want to turn uh Toy Story and K-Lot into a third gate, they should not do it until they own everything from Garden Walk to all of the hotels and McDonald's and all the crap on Harbor. I mean, they'll do all it. those hotels and get rid of it all and just turn it into all one big huge uh Walt Disney World-esque well, the way that they area. do that, the way that they do that. But that's like, I'm talking about like they, way in the future. You're talking 30, 40 years out. Well, maybe yeah. not that far, but, but however long it takes for them to take over all those businesses. I'll say this. They will build a third gate when they need to and not before. They're not going to, they didn't, they did that with DCA where they opened it too soon and it was kind of a flop at first. 
they'll open a third park when the time comes that they need more space for more people. And I think that they're making a major mistake now by not purchasing anything that's for sale, especially when it's a fantastic deal like Garden Walk. Uh, even if they have some subsidiary company run it in the meantime, you know, they don't immediately Well, there could be a lot of Disney city Springs. stuff and crap going on, too, with that. I mean, you don't know what the city has to say about it. The, obviously, the city has uh, kind of turned on Disney after Disneyland gave, you know, the city gave Disneyland the tax break. Right. And basically, the yeah. Disneyland turns around and makes it in favor of the city. But now the city's turned around and, and, uh, and screwing Disney over by, you know, all the things that they're denying Disney. So uh, there could be a lot of things that factor of them not buying Garden Walk, whether they are not interested in it all, or the city could be something to do with the city, or something to do with other things they had their There's mind on the Eastern stuff Gateway. That we may not know about, but my right. point is that if they buy everything available, for instance, Garden Walk, while it's available at a good deal, I don't know how they would deal with all the with the hotels. When you're saying buy everything, the hotels would be a problem, but the small businesses, the McDonald. When I say small, I mean not large areas businesses and they're they're large corporations but the mcdonald's the ihop the gift shops the whatever all they have to do is promise these people real estate in the new facility once it's open yeah double the rent well no they just say your first your first five years will be at at this much these are the people that stop these are the people who complain and stop the eastern gateway from Happening? Why should they have any stake? That's how Screw they eminent buy do- them out. That's how and they eminent get the domain. Freak out. I just, all right, all right, all right. Let me get this real quick. That they are actually building a hotel in that spot. There's going to be a JW Marriott hotel. It's gonna, oh, that's where the JW is. It's going to be a 466 room hotel in the very, spot you a, were talking about. Very, yeah, where is this nice again? Hotel too. Right in the corner when you turn from Disney Way. Is that what it is? To oh, across from Pumbaa. Pumba. Yeah. Right yes. Okay, I see. And uh, it's expected to open in 2020. So, yeah, I guess I was right when I saw the big old pit. <laughs> That's a very nice hotel, too. Again, I don't know how they would deal with all these hotel the situations, but what they could easily do to get the McDonald's out is just to say, hey, we'll give you real estate right inside of our Disney Springs or whatever. You get guaranteed rent of the same thing that you pay for five years, and that's how they get them to let go of their lease and you know but most likely mcdonald's doesn't oh by the way incidentally land. mcdonald's is actually closed right now for some reason the oh, yeah. harbor yeah yeah usually they stay open during construction that's odd uh they might be doing uh that to that mcdonald's i don't know if they're doing a refurbishment like this one over here got a full refurbishment to their drive-thru and they did the double wide drive-thrus oh we have the double wide right drive through over be here it, yeah so we, yeah we got that at, by my house too yeah uh well i have a i have a uh I guess, a thought for discussion, she says. This is from Jessica McFeely, who's the admin of House of Mouse, a friend of Diggs and myself. She says, I have a thought for discussion. With the opening of Galaxy's Edge and how Disneyland is attempting to push a majority of the foot traffic into DCA, do you think that they will halt the annual Nightmare Before Christmas holiday layover? Especially since they'll be pushing most of Christmas and Halloween festivities into California Adventure. So do we think there's a chance of them canceling some of the holiday no, layovers because, inside uh, Disneyland? No, because the uh, maybe the gal- the uh, Ghost Galaxy, maybe Ghost Galaxy, but you have to remember that uh, the the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, the Halloween parties are moving over there. Remember we talked about that. Yeah, but the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, um, in 
Haunted Mansion predates the Mickey's Halloween party. So. Yeah, it is the it's the first of the Halloween festivities, really. Well, no, and it's not because it actually it, it it came after Mickey's Halloween treat, but it was it came it it happened in between there because the first year that they did it was uh, two thousand one, I believe, because I have pictures from the very first year, and I believe it was two thousand one, and uh, so and that was in between when they did Mickey's Halloween treat, and then they stopped doing that, and when they because what year did they start back? Oh, Mickey's Halloween party the year we went with At DCA. before I got my pass, right? At DCA. Oh, I don't know about that one. No, when, I talk about Disneyland. When was the one at DCA? Well, the Halloween party started at DCA. No, it didn't it start. It came at, back too and then went to DCA. It didn't start at DCA. It came back and went to DCA. Yeah, to go. Mickey's oh. Halloween to party. People over there. Mickey's Halloween treat was in 1996. That predates oh, any I of have that. buttons from that, yeah. Well, I have a, we have, well, I know I do. I know you do uh, have the trick-or-treat bag the orange trick-or-treat bag from it Ooh. but uh prove it it's somewhere you want to stare it's about in my it? vault <laughs> no i'm not gonna stare about it this time <laughs> i listen to the podcast i listen to our staring contest it was pretty funny that's why yeah. i left it in but uh yeah. what was i talking about oh yeah so yeah the the uh nightmare what's it called not before christmas holiday, no, what? nightmare for christmas holiday layover no what's it What's it actually called? The thing in Holly Mansion with Nightmare. What's it actually called? Nightmare Before Christmas, the holiday layover. No, it's not. A haunted holiday. Haunted holiday. No, it's not no. called that. There's people listening right now going, you guys are stupid. It's this. No, because he's going <laughs> to cut all this out. Oh. Anyways, the thing, yeah, so the thing going on at the thing at, D, um, at, at the Nightmare thing at, Haunt, at Haunted Mansion has been going on since 2001, and it was started totally unrelated I don't even remember if there was any explanation of when they started it. What 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 was the whole purpose? I don't it was, remember. It was just something they wanted to do, I guess. Uh, so, oh, Haunted Mansion Holiday. I was gonna say it right now. Haunted Mansion Holiday is uh been going on since two thousand one. So that uh, I don't think that there'd be any reason for them to stop doing it. Like I said, Ghost Galaxy maybe, but since Haunted Mansion Holiday is something that goes from. It's a not only a Halloween, but it's also a Christmas layover, or not layover. Oh, why do I keep saying? Why do you keep saying layover? That's what, what they called. call them? Oh, is that what they call them? Mm-hmm. It's an overlay. It's not a layover. Oh. It's an overlay. Oh, they didn't stop in one airport and wait for their flight for the next <laughs> one. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. But out of the overlays, because it's it's a, it's a Halloween slash Christmas overlay, so there's no reason for them to take it out right. just because Christmas or just because Halloween is going to be going to DCA. There's no reason for them to take it out because it's also Christmas. But Ghost Galaxy, I think that if they if uh, if they stop having the Halloween party at D- Disneyland, I think that Ghost Galaxy should probably go away. Probably, yeah. Because uh, is it, obviously, is it really that great. Obviously, I like it. No kick. It's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's it's nothing. It's no monsters after dark. So I mean, because obviously that's going to be coming back. There's no reason for them not to bring that back. And you have to think that they're going to come up with overlays for... Well, they already said that there's most likely... Uh, the big rumor is that there's an overlay for uh, racers that, yeah. they're, that we're, they're working on for for that. Right. And then uh, we did have a big discussion at one point about what rides we thought could do uh, overlays, but you'd have to go back and find that episode, or you should have already heard it. That's what I think about that. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. Tim? Totally. All right, so moving on. 
Next email is from Dan the Man. He says, or his subject line is almost time to say bye. No, not yet. To the redhead. Oh, and I'm again. No, not yet. We like the redhead. <laughs> we still haven't heard anything about that. We want the redhead. Well, maybe he has info. He says, hey, guys. Well, as I hope you heard, the Star Wars Secrets of the Empire VR experience was really something cool. I would probably do it one more time. They were fairly organized in getting us set up and... The whole experience went off without a hitch. Went back to the park later that night to meet up with Diggs to close down the park. I was amazed to see there was no one there that evening. Oh, but it was 1230 in the morning. Saw all the walls that are up and still no popcorn. (laughs) Still Still wondering how they're going to handle the rails in the middle of the street. So basically, when we were there, when about his question, he was saying that when they do the the rails in the middle of Main Street, they're going to have to put the wall up. Right. How far the wall is going to go, think about it, and how are they going to deal with the traffic when those walls are up? Well, the walls on the other ends, on both ends, won't be there. It'll just presumably, be that middle section. Presumably. No, but we're talking about Main Street. Right. It doesn't, those walls have nothing to do with what, what we're talking about. When they put up just one in the center of Main Street. Then they probably the, will open the bypass. The ones, the ones on both sides won't be there. The ones at the hub and the ones at Town Square. But you have people you still have Main through. Street. I get, it, I get it. What they're probably going to do is put cast members on either ends, and one one way goes one way, one goes the you other. You got to think about it. That way, it just flows right there where the tracks split. I'm thinking there's going to have to be a wall on the on the sidewalk, or at least on the curb. Oh, I see what you're saying, but because I if mean, you look yeah. at the walls right now and how when you're um, they might do one side at a time. No. When, when you see the walls the way they are right now, right there uh, on the town square and how it comes around and, and comes right, you know, at the end, you can tell, okay, well, that wall is going to go the same, you know, amount of space. But once it hits those double tracks. It won't be wide enough. It's going to have to come out until about the sidewalk or the curb at least. I, there's two options. One, they do one side at a time. They do half and half, Right. The other option is that they put a cast member on both sides, and it's one-way traffic around the thing. No, they just have they just use the bypass. Bypass. Well, that's the third. Yeah, the other third option is just to use the bypass. But people aren't going to. You wanna... have to have some sort of be able to walk on the sidewalk, obviously, because they're not going to block off traffic to the uh, stores. Stores. Yeah. There has to be at least a little bit. What do you think is most sidewalk? likely of those three things? The bypass could be used during busy times for sure. But do you think it's more likely that they do one side at a time? You know, they do the the, the east side and then the west side, for instance. Or do you think it's more likely that? But they I'm not just... talking about just the the double tracks. I'm still talking about you're still going to have a wall going down the center of Main Street to right. do those tracks. Well, that's what he was talking about having a cast member at each end. But of course, we know that doesn't work. You still have cast members. They've had cast members uh, like on, over by Tomorrowland trying to get people to stay going the flow of traffic going each ways and people don't want to listen. People think, Oh, I think it's okay for me to drive on the left side of the road. Just like I do in Europe (laughs) during, even though I'm I'm from Iowa during parades and like fireworks and stuff, they're pretty good at the one way traffic. I mean, you might get a random straggler that goes in, but those guys 
They'll, I mean, they'll physically position themselves in front of you to keep you from. Yeah, going but there's the wrong nothing. Way. Well, yeah, I guess if 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 you have a cast member at each end, and you only literally have people, but then people coming out of the stores are inevitably going to go the wrong way. That's your. That's your. That's the that's the uh, wrench in your plan. Is that once you have okay? Let's say you have, you got people going this way, you got people going this way. They might have to just close those store entrances and exits well, for those not, couple of stores. That's not going to happen. They're going to have the sidewalks open, and all probably all your traffic will be on the sidewalks. They may have a little bit of space between, except for where you're talking about. But in the middle of Main Street, you may have at least another bit of space uh, for for to walk on the on the street. But otherwise, it's all going to be filled up. And then they're probably going to have the uh, bypass open and say, if you're not visiting stores, go this way. I think it's based on what you're saying with the stores. It's more likely. I mean, right now they're doing the hub, right? And the town square. When those are done, those walls go down and then they start working on the center section. I think it's just as likely that they're going to say, okay, like the, the, the middle part, like when you go out of town square, it goes from being round to this, right? It goes down to a to a point. How how wide do you think that is at its smallest point? Ten feet, twelve feet? That's way more than that. It's probably less than you think. But yeah, let's let's say it's twelve feet, right? I say probably that, more like twenty, but I say that they do the twelve. If you laid feet. down, we could probably fit about four of you across. No, I don't I doubt it. I think it's a lot less than that. I bet it would take at least two of you to get to the railroad tracks. Just from the curb to the tracks? Yeah. I'm going to say one and a half people. I, don't, I doubt it's more what, than... What, what, what do you think a float is? Wide? Yeah. The floats are maybe like about eight feet wide. I'd say they're maybe more probably... Maybe ten. The float itself is probably about 12 feet wide. Yeah, that's what I think too. Nonetheless... I think it's more likely based on the store situation that you're bringing up that they do one side and then the other. I mean, it's not. I don't not... think they could do that. That's not. It's not logistically possible, and they, it would be especially depending on they can't do one side or the other because what if everything they're doing connects in the middle? Well, just if they're for putting that... the brick, if they're putting brick in between the railroad tracks, like we think they might be doing, or like you you might you you postulated they might be doing. Mm-hmm then they can't do one side and the other. It has to be working on both at the same time because you have to put the bricks at the same time. Not if it overlays a little bit and then they move it to overlay the other way. That's not it's... how Disney does stuff. Oh. Well, I don't know how they do. I just know about like how well, Disney things... does things all, all at once. They very well could do what we're talking about, but if they choose not to, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what it is. I know that. All right, so Dan goes to say he wants to ask, do you think we will see... New redhead merchandise as they welcome when the scene is redone. I'm sure they'll try to capitalize as much as possible, but I mean, they're going to have to try to promote that character, I think, a little bit to get people into it, or they could just say nothing. I don't know, one or the other. What do you I think? I don't see a reason why they should have to do anything. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if um, you know Disney, if they can make money off of something, sure, let's put on new merchandise for her. I mean, I don't. They've restocked the redhead pins, so they're around now. All the ones that had sold out are, you know, they're back. So it's not like, and I don't know. Do they? I have to look at one, I guess, to see if they, uh, like, change the way they look. You know what I mean? Is it is the redhead still in the dress, or is the redhead gonna be? They're gonna change the pin so the redhead is wearing. You know what I mean? This new outfit. Oh yeah, I mean, of course. 
you're going to see. She's going to be in a pirate outfit, right? And then she's going to be. She's going to be wearing a red pirate outfit. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your email, Dan. No parade. All right. Next email is from Michael, the Disney mail guy. Uh oh. Michael, the mail guy here. Good to be back in the parks, even if I see a lot of walls. They should put Disney character pictures on the walls to dress it up. Family day at the parks on Friday, and it looked like it was going to rain all day. Dark clouds were sprinkled once. Crowds? Not at all. A nice day to come back. Diggs and Jose met up with me and introduced them to my friend Bubba, or as people may know him as Bunny from Nickelodeon's Game Shakers. We hung out and had a great chat and listened to a funny story. Now, I know we, I, I, I think um, Michael was here and we we're talking about that guy, Bunny. And I was like, oh, yeah, I watched, you know, I've seen Game Shakers. Now, he's funny in the show. Now, when we we're talking to him, he had me dying. He was so funny. Okay, now, this guy, I, be, or I know for a fact he was a bodyguard before he started acting. I'm not sure who he was, you know, doing the guarding for, but I know he did it for some. Uh, uh, Winnie Houston? No, that was Kevin Costner. Oh, right. <laughs> so, but he did for some uh, celebrities and stuff like that. So just think about it. He's a big guy, tall guy, and he's a bodyguard. You would think he's tough. Well, he was talking about uh, his wife was trying to get him into a maze a haunted maze at uh one of the theme parks um somewhere i forgot where it was wasn't here and um he's like oh hell no i'm <laughs> going in there and uh he went in there a uh, guy came out and scared him and he just freaked out and left and everything like that and you just like hey this guy is a bodyguard and he uh got scared from going to the haunted maze was he wearing Lularoo? <laughs> I didn't ask. But, yeah, he was talking about that story, uh, how that happened. And then he said that, um, he said, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. He went back in there, and the same person was about to scare him and saw him and went basically to go warn everybody, don't scare this guy, don't scare this guy, or something like that. And uh, he said he was walking. I guess uh, another guy was going to come scare him. Just went, boo, because <laughs> they warned him not to scare him because he got all fidgy the first time and everything like that. But yeah, I thought it was funny. He was a pretty cool guy. He is an annual pass holder, so he goes a lot. And uh, Michael is having that event, the awareness for autism. Well, his name is Bubba. Bubba. We only have one Bubba. <laughs> so that's why we call him Bunny. So Bunny will said he's gonna uh, try to attend that event uh, to support Michael's event. But yeah, it was pretty cool to meet him. Funny guy, very very funny. All right, so he go he goes on to say, met up with Diggs and Jose thirty minutes later at Mickey's Magical Map. Always great to see it at night. Best show in the park. I just want to say real quick that he texts saying that he was going over there. The show started at six forty five. I was like, oh, you know, and I, I was like, it's been a long time since I've seen that show at night. So I was just like, oh, yeah, let's go. You know, I'm going to go check that out. And uh, ran Was that in- when you got uh, VIP seating from Dylan? Yeah, we ran into Dylan over there. And uh, we were just talking. I was just asking how he's going to or how he's been. 
and he was just telling me how work's going. And then he said he actually is going to be going to Disney World. Last minute trip to Disney World. Who's going? Dan to Disney World? I'm glad you listened. Yeah. So then he said, hey, you guys want uh, VIP seats? Like, sure. So we went over there, had some uh, VIP seats, and watched Mickey's Magical Map. It's really, really cool. Oh, it wasn't Dan. It was somebody else. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so it was pretty, uh, like I said, watching that show at night is awesome. It's really, really cool. Good to see you. Diggs and Jose at the parks again. I will be back for my birthday on Super Bowl Sunday, my official birthday. When is his unofficial birthday? Every other day of the year. Uh, Pro Bowl Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. World Series? <laughs> World Cup? Oh, the Olympics. Maybe uh, he's going to have the new Olympic uniform. Leap year? <laughs> All right. You know, uh, normally I would say that, you know, Michael's notorious for planning events on days that there's more important things going on, to be or, honest. Or just other events already. Or there's just other events going on. Yeah. Michael's notorious for that. But in this case, I think he might actually uh, be not too bad because there's two teams playing the Super Bowl that literally nobody cares about. Except actually, for... Super Bowl Sunday is usually a great day to go to the park. Well, that's what I mean. It's usually a great day, because. It, it, but it's a great day if you don't care about the football. teams, if you don't care about well, football. Especially, yeah. But this year, especially, I mean, the Eagles and the Patriots, well, literally everybody hates the Patriots, except for people that don't. Right. I, I don't, can't stand the I Patriots. I was actually at uh, the parks last year on Super Bowl. Yeah, so, I mean, for once, it's actually not a bad day that Michael decides to have a, a uh, day at Disneyland. Questions. Now that Disney is building a new parking lot, do you think we will hear something about Marvel Land at the next D23 or maybe earlier. They'll probably make us wait until D23 to announce anything else after before Star Wars Land. Because basically D23 is going to be in 2019. And that'll be just a little bit, couple, three, four months after Star Wars Land opens. So they're going to probably milk that as long as possible and then make us wait until D23 before they announce anything else. In fact, they may not even announce it then. They might make us wait another year or something. Wouldn't you say, Anthony? Well, it would be two years if they waited until next D23. After that, it would be 2021. Right. Well, they'd, if, they were, if, you, if you're talking about them just waiting to announce things only at D23. Right. Which, uh, for something like that, they would have a tendency to do. I mean, it's not like Star Wars where they could announce it at a Star Wars celebration like they did with Galaxy's Edge where Star Wars Land was originally announced at, uh, well, no, no, did, Star Wars Land was actually, no, no, Star Wars Land was announced at D23. Yeah. During the parks panel, or not the parks panel, it was actually announced first at the live action panel. Yeah. Then it was talked about in the parks panel. So, yeah, I mean, I could see them waiting until 2021 to announce Marvel Land if they have no plans to get to Marvel Land until sometime in 2020s. I mean, you have to keep in mind, these guys want to stretch out all their additions well, as that's much what as I mean. possible. That's what it says. It's too soon. At the same time that Star Wars is opening, it's too soon for them to announce oh, Marvel. And, and we're going to do this other thing. Right. Yeah. Especially a big, I mean, the Marvel would be the other large and probably the last large addition that they could fit on property. Especially, without, especially without major, major, major changes. Uh, in between 2019 and 2021, when the next presumed uh, D23 would be. You have the opening of the uh, the big hotel. Yeah, that's happening again in that time period. Right, that's happening in that time period. All of you have all this. All you have all these hotels and stuff that are supposed to be opening 
in that time period, in that 2020-2021 time period, you have all the hotels and other things that are supposed to be opening. So there's a good chance you have they to might think that they're going to wait. Off. They're going to wait for a lot of things to settle down and a lot of other projects to be done before they even try to attempt so they any build other excitement uh, and hype and any other DCA project, especially a major DCA project like that. It's one thing to just do a facelift like they're doing for Parada for uh, Pixar right. Pier, whereas Marvel Land's obviously going to be a whole thing. I mean, I think we just talked about it earlier too that they do things when they. We talked about it in relation to the third gate, but that they do things when they have, we do things when they have the need for them, I think, more than anything else. You know, it doesn't make sense for them to go and add that big piece of real estate when they're not, when they don't need the capacity for it, if, if well, that makes plus sense. And, plus, and uh, him and I talked about this before, Diggs and I talked about this before, that uh, yet again, talking about the Eastern Gateway, the Eastern Gateway falling through may have even derailed the original plans for Marvel Land because mm-hmm. we talked about a long time ago that it was possible that the current that they they could have moved if they were if their if their plan was for Marvel Land to take over what is currently the Hollywood Backlot back yeah. and that area and then push the boundaries of DCA into where the current uh, tram the Toy Story pickup lot is mm-hmm. if they were to have uh, if their plan was to have pushed into that area then that means that the loss of the Eastern Gateway project also derailed any plans for Marvel Land to push into that area if that was the plan. Well, because then they could have those buses drop off at the Eastern Gateway where the tram, you know, and then basically everybody walks across. Well, there would be, they no, there would be no buses. Space. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. The, well, the, the buses would the run Toy to Story's the other. The buses would be sent to the Eastern Gateway, right. yeah. And then people would just walk in. Where, right, that yeah. was the plan. So, I think yeah, so the Eastern Gateway project, once again, to bring that back up, the Eastern Gateway project falling through easily could have derailed several plans that Disney had in place that were dependent on the Eastern Gateway project getting started. So who knows what's with Marvel? I mean, I always maintained that I thought Marvel should go back. Marvel Land should go backstage behind uh, the Guardians, and you know, well, it's supposed to. It's supposed to do both. Well, that's it's supposed not... to cover that entire area. Well, nobody said what... that. Uh, nobody has said that. Well, there is a large backstage area behind. But there is, a, yes, Guardians. there is a large back- backstage area. Uh, but... All right. So, next question: Will Disney ever update some of its menus, like Plaza Inn, Carnation, Stage Door, Hungry Bear, for what? Gluten free and dietary yeah, needs. Adding the diseases. I know for a fact that. Is that what he's asking? Not for gluten free. Oh. They're gonna update. I guess add like other just stuff. update in general. Yeah, but I, I know that at the plaza they took out. I think the Cobb salad. I don't know about salads or anything. I don't know. Just Diggs just definitely knows nothing about salads. My my friend said <laughs> they took out a salad or something over there. Well, as far as I can tell, I mean restaurants are changing their menu all the time. Yeah, there's here's in my from my experience the way they do it is they. Will add an item periodically, and if it's a big hit, they might keep it in, or they might do the bait and switch where they take it out, even though everyone loves it. Like the well, uh, like Carnation, Carnation constantly has a revolving menu and specials and stuff. Uh, for another example, is the uh, the pulled pork hot dog, which originally came out when was that? Was it the the twenty four hour party, right? Probably the twenty four yeah. hour yeah, party. The, the pulled the pork hot dog came party. out at uh, Hungry Bear, and then. Uh, that was supposed to be just that, and then it came back again 
for Halloween that the same year uh, in 2015. And then it came back again and went to uh, Coke Corner. And now it's I see it, it's back at Coke Corner again. Yes. So yeah. uh, that's an example of something that's actually floated around different places. But uh, and then uh, Zocalo, Zocalo, I've know Zocalo's changed their menu quite a few times. Well, periodically though, the restaurant will just do a complete swipe, you know, wipe clean and start over. Oh, and even uh, I saw recently that Riverbell Terrace actually changed their menu again. They're still doing barbecue, but I see they have some different menu items now. Yeah, this changing of menu items think is a pretty regular thing. Yeah, it's thing. pretty regular. I thing. mean, they took they took the Monte Cristo away from one of the restaurants recently, didn't they? Did they? They either took it. It's either the Blue Bayou or the Which one did they take it out well, of? Cafe Orleans and Blue Bayou was the two places that yeah, had. Yeah, but one of them is no longer offers it. You can still right, get it at right, the other right. one, but not at the I forget which one yeah, is. Yeah, I I remember hearing that. I can't remember either. Is that related to when you and I were talking about the Blue Bayou menu had changed and the lunch they had gotten rid of the lunch menu, and they kind of combined the lunch and dinner menus. Remember we talked about yeah, that a yeah, while yeah. back, and yeah. I think I made the comment that the Monte Cristo was gone, didn't this I? This is when they got the glowing menus. Yes. So, yeah, the yeah the, the Cafe Orleans still hopefully has the... Because they're the ones more known for the Monte Cristo than the Blue Bayou anyways. So, I mean, because, you know, then they also have the Club 33 Palm Frites at uh, the Cafe Orleans. Oh, Palm Frites. The, their palm frites just don't have the uh, parsley sprinkled on them like they do at Club 33. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the only difference? I think that's the only difference. Literally. Wait, wait, I, I, I have a question. What are palm frites? French, French fries. fries. Oh, when you, well. <laughs> so we call them French fries, and the French call them... Palm frites. Man, I'm just not okay <laughs> with that. They're more shoestringy. <laughs> They're more yes, shoestring yes. French fries. Okay. I, I like many kinds of fries. I'm not a big potato guy, but when it comes to French fries, I'm down with so many So if you so ever want to be able to say you had something that's served at Club 33, go to Cafe Orleans and have the pomme frites. Oh. Oh, because it's served upstairs in the lounge. Yes. Gotcha. It's served in the lounge. That's where, where I had them was in the lounge. I've been meaning to eat at Cafe Orleans, so if you guys want to maybe do a dinner at some point, we can sure. do that. That'd be we pretty cool. That. I've been meaning to eat there for I'm a while. I'm not going to have a Monte Cristo. I'm not a fan. No. The old Monte Cristo if was it, amazing. They've if, changed the recipe at some point in the last 10 years, and it's just not the same. I just, I'm not a big fan of eating a, a basically what's a ham ch- sandwich. I'm not a fan of eating a ham sandwich with jelly and powdered sugar. Give me a Monte Cristo with some uh, Dijon mustard, and that I'm good. Well, but, you could order the Dijon. The, the things are just there as options. I know, but that's yeah. the whole point of eating it like that is to have it with that other crap, and I don't need it with the All other right, crap. All right, you guys need to shut up because I'm hungry now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting now really he's hungry. Getting hungry. He wants palm free. I do, I do. <laughs> We're going to have to eat after this. All right, let's uh, go to Michael's Tip of the Week. Now, Michael the Mail Guy's Tip of the Week. Michael's Tip of the Week. Yelp is a good place to help you figure what food you want to eat in the park. All right, Michael, you need to shut up too because I'm hungry. So many. Wait, pic- they have. They ha- I'm gonna have to look that up. So many pictures of eats and treats that it might help you decide what you want to eat. It's a free app for your phone, so download it and search a place you might want to try, and it will be there. Pictures can help with making a decision to eat. Till then, this is Michael the Mail Guy saying bye. All right, well, thank you for your email, Michael. Appreciate that. Like I said, I am hungry. I'm very, very hungry That's now. That's a big problem. Should we call DoorDash? Ah, that's funny. 
All right, real quick, I just want to give a little, we were talking about the parking lot and the construction going on over there. Message someone to ask about it. And uh, besides the construction going on, the new parking, the new uh, construction add-on over there at the Mickey and Friends, uh, they're saying that the parking is going to be, the downtown Disney parking, it's going to be moved to Simba. Which is what I've been saying for months. Mm-hmm. Wait, Simba's next to the Paradise Pier Hotel? Simba's or... the, what used to be the Disneyland, the, what we talked about oh, last week, is what behind. used to be Disneyland, so downtown that, Disney parking. That is going to go, just like you said. Yeah. And they said possibly adding more spots for Toy Story now, and finally getting restrooms. Where? In Toy Story? They needed to do that. You heard it here first. Remember that? Which means if they're finally putting restrooms in, no third gate for there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> nice to hear. They're finally going to put some restrooms there. I'm happy. So, yes. Good, good, good. We'll see when that happens. But, um, yeah. Breaking news. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out ButtonsByDigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Power Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we also want to welcome the new listeners because there might be some new listeners. We hope so. Hi. Hello. Hi. We're about to say bye. So anyway. Bye. <laughs> welcome to all the new listeners, and I uh, hope you were entertained. And uh, don't forget to send some emails, because uh, if you have any questions or your comments or tips, you can always send an email. Send it to mousepire at gmail.com. And we would definitely read it. Or you can message the page. Pretty simple. Facebook.com slash mousepire. And there's a message button right there. And there you go. And if I remember to look at the page when I do emails, then I'll read it. If not, well, you should have sent an email. <laughs> yeah. But like I said earlier, I'm hungry. So we've got to go. I need some food. Bye. Get to my belly. Oh, yeah. So don't forget that we are going to be celebrating the Lunar New Year. And that will start Friday, January 26th. So head on over there. We talked about it last week of all the delicious yumminess that's going to be going on over there. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to try those foods. And keep an eye out for all of those refurbishments and stay off of Main Street if you can. Oh, wait, it's uh, practically impossible. So just do whatever you can and be patient and watch out for strollers and motorized vehicles (laughs) and all that stuff that might get you killed. (laughs) Exactly. And then also be prepared for the upcoming, all the upcoming craziness at Mickey and Friends. Our advice, don't go there. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be just crazy. I I don't want to be over there at all, so I'm glad I don't park over there so I don't have to deal with it. But it's just going to be more people going to Toy Story now. Oh, well, we'll see how that goes. Yep. Uh, we thought we were going to have a review this week of the Disneyland After Dark, but it appears our our source inside uh, dropped the ball, and uh, hopefully, da, 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 da. yeah, hopefully Diggs will remember to uh, remind them to send something in so we could talk about that next week because obviously this was only the first of a series of After Darks. 
I, I heard I heard it was good. I heard that they, you know, besides the fact that the walls blocked the view of the castle and certain angles and some of that stuff, that they actually had a pretty good amount of stuff. There was no children that they could really see. Nobody was there with strollers, really. It was a pretty much totally adult affair. Right. I want to talk um, about it more in, more in detail when we get, uh, hopefully get a review or some more people talking about it, because uh, I do have some, uh, not only those good things, that we've heard, but there was also obviously the bad things because that will bring me to the unending uh, debate about uh, four minutes and 20 seconds of Fantasy in the Sky, but that's a whole nother Oprah. So we will hopefully talk about After Dark next week. Yes, Giselle the Gazelle, uh, you need to send in your review of Disneyland After Dark so that way you could talk about it on the podcast and have a nice discussion about that. So hopefully you could do that next week and we will talk about that because uh, uh, from some of the stuff we've heard, I'm actually kind of inclined to want to go to the next one. Whoa. But, but we want to hear about what, and obviously want to hear what the the theme of the next one is. Uh, I might just hold out for that uh, that Star Wars themed After Dark. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. That would be awesome. So stay tuned for that. And speaking of uh, fireworks, fireworks will be back on February 23rd. So you can enjoy it. Uh, I believe is remember coming back, if I remember correctly. So yeah, fireworks will be back on February twenty third. Will be during the weekends only, and until spring break. Until then, just enjoy your nightly performance of Fantasmic that oh, yeah. uh, you don't usually get this time of year. You don't get a nightly. Uh, it's uh, still weird to have a, a Fantasmic going to have a Fantasmic that starts before. 8 p.m. Yeah, so uh, don't forget, you guys can catch Fantasmic going on right now during the week and on the weekends. So it is a very rare occasion. So anybody complaining that there's no fireworks, well, at least you got Fantasmic. Unless you're Tim, then you don't. Hashtag Tim, get over it. I mean, hashtag, which, I have no choice but to get over it. It's either that or move out of state. Bye. Uh, hashtag skip to the end. <laughs> So, of course, all these things going on and more you guys can find out about on our social medias and by obviously listening to this podcast, most of all, because we do not post everything on the social medias that we talk about on the podcast because we want you to listen to the podcast. Example is uh, the Small World Mall. I didn't post that. No, probably because he had forgotten, but mostly because we talked about it on the podcast, but mostly because he forgot. So guilty, yes. So, uh, like I said, we are on uh, Facebook. We are Mousepire on Facebook. Of course, we are at Mousepire on Twitter and the Instagram. As usual, I am at Dubax for Life. Dubax, the number four life, and you can see all the stuff that I post, whether it's bad or good or not. It's it's me. I'm Tim, and you can find He's fresh. Me. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Tim Fresh One with the hyphen. But he won't get fresh with you with a hyphen Whoa, between unless you the, ask between the fresh and the one. Uh, also, you can check out our uh, Disney Facebook page for uh, Disney fans is uh, Mouse Lovers thirteen thirteen. And uh, they had three questions. <laughs> the group I was talking about at the beginning is uh, the My Disney Garage Sale. If you have stuff to sell, unless it's anyway, stolen, unless it's stolen. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got, really. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll explain more, you know, at another time. And we'll do a whole, like, interview. You can learn all about me. I'll lose train of thought and then, like, won't know what you're talking about. It'll be great. Cool. Who, are Who are you? I am Diggs. <laughs> and you can follow me on Instagram 
at Baloo1313. Also, follow Buttons by Digs on Instagram. There you will see when your button order is going out. Also, visit dgpclothing.com. That's D as in Donald, G as in Goofy, P as in Pluto. Clothing.com. Get your mouse pyre gear there. Don't forget to help support the podcast. Go to patreon.com slash mousepire. Any amount will be greatly appreciated. Also, check out our YouTube channel. Search Mousepire Podcast, and you can listen to this podcast there if you're not already. Hashtag buttons, not pins. Until next time, remember, crime doesn't pay, but it does if you want a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So for Bell, Ray, and Miguel, I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. When he's paying attention. I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. We're doomed. Woohoo! This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Did you guys know there was a there was a eight point five or eight point oh earthquake or eight point two earthquake in Alaska last did, night? Did you, how did you not know? I don't know. I know it was major news. You know, it was like major news. Tsunami warnings and shit. Ooh. Moving on up. Moving right along to the east side. Phenomena. There's naked males.